Hello and welcome to the Hope Initiative. My name is Rin MacDonald. Thank you for joining me for this very special episode. It is not just with one guest, but 16 guests. That's right, 16 guests. It's a dedication, a recap episode of this past weekend for me going to Waco, Texas for the Ironman weekend there. I competed personally in the 70.3 and absolutely loved it. I've fallen in love with the sport of triathlons and Ironmans. And what this episode is, is me recapping the weekend by interviewing a bunch of different people, 16 total, it turned out to be. And uh, yeah, there were many more conversations that I had, many more people that I would have loved to have gotten on this, but uh, 16 is still quite a few as you come to listen, you know, quite a few raw uh, conversations right at the end of people's races. And then there were a few via Zoom done in the days after the event. I really appreciate everyone jumping on the call uh, or jumping on the microphone with me, you know, on that Sunday after I'd finished my race. And uh, yeah, if you would like to see where people's, uh, you know, times are in terms of who I'm talking to at what time, not race times, that is, uh, I've got them all linked in the show notes. So if you don't want to listen to the full two and a half odd hours of this episode, jump uh, around and yeah, just read the show notes to see where certain guests are. Uh, but they're all very raw. As I said, this is an episode that is like super minimal editing. Uh, I wanted it to be yeah, quite raw in the sense that I can come back and listen to this and get a sense of what the weekend was like. It was such an incredible weekend for me and I know for so many others. And so, yeah, that's why I've done it this way, completely different to all previous episodes. But ultimately, why I wanted to start this podcast was to speak to strangers and speaking to them in the street, walking up to them. It's what I did with a lot of these. It's what I've been getting better at. So I'm very proud to have put this together. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. Cheers. I'm Ren McDonald and this is The Hope Initiative a show dedicated to learning about humans on planet Earth, where I speak with everyday people to find moments of success and struggle in their life to help inspire hope in yours. So, I've already done the intro. Normally, I do a cute little quote or something inspirational at the start and then riff on the intro, but obviously this is a different sort of episode, so what I thought I would just briefly explain in this part is how this episode will roll. Basically, it's just going to start with an interview. The first interview was with Boyd and Jared on Saturday, the morning of the full Ironman, and after that conversation, there's going to be a very brief musical interlude, and then it's going to jump into a new interview with another person. You probably don't know that person, but if you want to know who it is, or if you're the person in the conversation and want to know where you are on the episode, just check out those show notes. It's got all the timestamps and all of that. I will also make note that there is some swearing in this episode. There is a lot of raw emotion in it. I also uh, drop a few things, so I apologize for that in advance, but all the best. Hope you enjoy. All right, I'm here in Waco, Texas, recording 
potentially a podcast, potentially nothing, but recording nonetheless here for Iron Man Waco. It is Saturday, the 15th of October. This feels very surreal for me. I'm looking currently at Boyd Myers, Jared. Actually, don't know his fucking last name, but I'm going to record some stuff. I'm going to pop over and, and speak to him in a second, but there's a lot of people coming through every five seconds. Two guys go off. So it's the uh, 140.6. I'm recording here. Boyd Myers, how are you feeling, mate? I feel amazing, man. Ready to go. Love it. So talk me through talk me through what's about to happen this weekend. We're here. You're toward the back. You're wearing a gold cap. I'm just setting the scene. The sun's rising over the back of us. It's already nice getting warm, so I'm going to enter the water here for a 2.4 mile swim, uh, get off, go 112 miles on the bike, I did a 26.2 marathon, and I get to wake up tomorrow and enter the water at 10.30 in the morning for a 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile ride, and a 13.1 mile run for a total of 210.9 miles in one weekend. Absolute beast mode. You're the reason I'm here. We had a podcast chat about four or five months ago, and mate, you absolutely set the bar. It's incredible. How's the body feeling? Last night, you had this beautiful, uh, what was it, Oreo custard dessert or something? I did. I had a mud pie dessert mud It was pie. with Oreo and ice cream. I ate about 3,200 calories, which is exactly what I advise people not to do. Uh, so knock that out. I only slept about three hours. Uh, kind of excited when I woke up. I feel good. I'm used to sleeping three to five, four, you know, six maybe. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I feel good. So goal is take it easy in the water i don't want to exert any energy i'm going to get try to get out a little bit and then once we uh, once we get started make the turn i'm gonna i'm gonna dog it long i mean if i feel like if i go faster than like 135 and i've gone too fast so my goal is to be the back end of that uh be closer i mean i wouldn't mind being closer to two hours get out i just got to get through transition quick which is fine and then uh get on the bike Effort, mid-effort on the bike for me. If I take it easy, should be about six hours, five to six. I'm pretty quick on the bike, five and a half to six, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but it's gonna be warm, so I may just say hell with it. Decide it's uh, you know, let me get off here and then on the run. I'm taking it completely as a run because for me, if I don't do the full 210.9, uh, I felt like I failed. So the goal is to finish. So today's just a long workout. So long workout today, and then uh, finish it out tomorrow. Amazing, mate. Thank you for the rundown. And you're carrying the flag as well on the run, right? It's not important today to because, yeah, there's no Ghost Star family here today, so not today. So tomorrow, pending on the weather, so we'll see. Beautiful, mate. Well, thank you. Thank you for the words. Right. Excited to see you do it, bro. Yes, Give me a high five. Yes, Best of luck. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Quick word with Jared if you want, bro. Right, yeah, bro. Might have asked you a few quick things. Yeah. Jared here on the course as well. Talk me through how you're feeling, bro. Man, this is my first Ironman. Uh, boy talked me into doing the full. I was signed up signed up for the half originally. Uh, about 10 weeks ago, signed up for the full, man. I've just been going hard ever since. I'm ready, dude. I'm ready. Got about one hour of sleep last night, but yeah. I don't care, dude. I'm oh, ready to go. shit, one hour. I got a few, but yeah, my race is tomorrow. Yeah. So one hour of sleep was just, was that just nerves, excitement? Yeah, nerves. I got seven hours the night before and uh, no workouts in between. So it, it's all good, man. One hour, that's good enough. I can do it. Amazing, bro. Well, best of luck today. Are you? Do you have like any message you want to send your future self? Here we are, standing in line. What are you? What are you hoping to accomplish just out of this whole thing in general? Man, to my future self, man, uh, just just keep fucking going and good fucking job on the last five months. Yeah, bro. This, this has been a uh, five-month journey, man. It's been awesome meeting all you guys and, and doing these races. It's uh, it's one of the funnest things I've ever, ever done. So. Best of luck, guys. Kill it. Appreciate it, dude. See you on the course.
Good luck, lads. Speedoman, right here. All right. There it is, Boyd and Jared here. Waco. There's probably 10 people behind them, so they're, they're definitely toward the back of the field, but I feel like they're going to power through this field. Gold cap for Boyd, green for Jared. Let's see the numbers on them. Sorry about that. <laughs> Boyd Myers, number one, two, you one, two, seven, Boyd. What number are you, Jared? 147. 147 and 127. Hear the music here. Oh, I knew it was you. I knew it. you were looking at me with that smile. Yes, first timers, first timer, brother. Don't worry about the time, just make sure you're having fun. It's 8 a.m. coming up to 8 a.m. here. And the vibes are fucking up and about. Unbelievable. Hopefully this audio is coming through. It's very loud. Speakers pumping. Guys hitting the water now. And uh, 3.8 Ks. Things 2.4 mile. It's warm already, but everyone's in wetsuits. Some long sleeves. Some shorter. But just immaculate day here in Waco. Sun rising. I assume it's still in the east. It always rises in the east. I'm looking at the east. My sense of direction is absolutely corked. And yeah, looking out here, people getting in the water. It's going about their business. Man, 3.8k swim. I actually can't fathom doing that right now but I'm doing half of it tomorrow just going to go through these two red boys to kick things off and uh, yeah, you can just sort of see that sun over the back there as they swim I think a kilometre upstream around two boys and then back no one's coming back as of yet so uh Plenty of work for these folk. Gonna head back to the start line and see Boyd off. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Let's fucking go. Jared's taking some big deep breaths. Boyd Myers is fucking pumped. First timer. Let's. Fucking go. Here they are. 8am. This is the real shit. All different demographics of people lining up two by two. Good luck. Fucking kill it. Have fun. <laughs> go get it, lads. This is badass, man. I want to get you guys on the mic in a sec. Tell me your idea. We came up here so we could see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to, got to see him off. All right. First timer coming in. Just gone. 8 a.m. Enjoy your day, man. Have fun. Have fun, everybody. First timer. I love it. Oh, I like that smile. Yes, yes. Enjoy your day, people. Enjoy it. You're too serious, man. Come on. Relax. Relax. 
Guatemala, primera vez. Haciéndolo. Primera vez. There go, hit the water. Boyd Myers sitting at an 801. Jared walking through now. You are ready. No stress. Nice and relaxed. Yes. That's what you need to do. Just relax. You're doing two. Today and tomorrow. Cheer squad here. This is just to wake you up. All right, I am here post Waco 70.3. It is 5.23 p.m. local time, and what an incredible day. I'm going to start recording some things and just bounce around. The race is still going, and, yeah, I'm just going to go up to people that I've met here, people that I've, I mean, I've met everyone here. I didn't know anyone, hadn't met anyone in person prior to arriving to this incredible place. I feel like I have a real affection for Texas. And uh, yeah, this part of it, such a big state and what a way to see it. Today I did, yeah, the 70.3, which is miles. So kilometers, extrapolate that, times it by 1.6, uh, maybe 113, I think it might be, 110. And uh, it was pouring rain. When we got in the water, it had started. I did a swim, 1.9 kilometers, 1.2 miles, and then we jumped on the bikes, which was 90 kilometers and around 55 miles from memory, and then it was a half marathon, which is 21 kilometers and uh, 13 miles. It was a great way to see Texas. Like, I would never drive, ride down those roads that I went to, past some magnificent properties, like literally, with all due respect, <laughs> in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, like ridiculous. And yeah, I had the thought whether I act upon it or not, but imagine going to major cities around the world where these events are hosted and, you know, doing an Ironman. It's an incredible... It's just been incredible. The energy, all the people that come out, the police officers that direct traffic. There were guys just standing in the pouring rain as we were able to ride. All these cars just banked up on their Sunday morning. It was it was amazing. But uh, that's my perspective, and I'll talk on it more maybe in the coming days. But that's my immediate reaction. I'm very happy with my time. I was aiming for sub six hours for my first half and I I killed it to be honest like throw the musty out the window I'm stoked with my time it was unofficially at the moment five hours and 32 minutes and some amount of seconds but uh, I knew getting off the bike that if I had a strong run I could potentially go sub five and a half uh, I needed to pee really bad uh, on the bike and yeah, when I got off the bike, I ran a couple of miles and then just had to stop because I felt like I would run better had I peed. So I literally reckon I pissed a litre of fucking water out. Like, it was outrageous. Uh, sorry for that graphic, but uh, that's legitimately what happened. <laughs> and yeah, 5.32, pretty, pretty happy and uh, incredible conditions. Melbourne, 
Melbourne weather, really. It's flooding back home where I'm from. It seems like once-in-a-lifetime rain and floods, and uh, it poured rain. It was a really Melbourne day. It was 35 degrees Celsius yesterday, which is like 96 or 91 Fahrenheit. Very hot. And, uh, yeah, today the sun rose. It looked like a beautiful morning. It felt like it was going to be hot, and then the rain came, and it came for a couple of hours, and then it did subside, and it sort of got a bit better. So they're my thoughts. I'll pick up some more tomorrow, and now I'm going to bounce around and chat to a few people that I've met on this amazing journey. Stay tuned. I'm here with Keith. Benz. What's your last name? Last name is Benz. That's right, Keith Benz. You've uh, just finished the 70.3 here in Waco. I did. Could you uh, tell people where you're from and why Waco? I'm from Minnesota, out by the Brainerd Lakes area, about two and a half hours north of the Twin Cities. Okay. And uh, we chose Texas because uh, my mom's down in Galveston, so I thought I'd come down and visit her and do a half, right? Do a 70.3. Amazing. A day. Yeah. It has been a great day. And what number Ironman is this for you? Uh, it's number three. Beautiful. When was your first one? Uh, last year, Wisconsin. I uh, did uh, the full Ironman in Wisconsin, and that was great. Again, great people, great environment. It's typical Ironman. I mean, there's a money bit to it, of course, but uh, it's just an awesome, awesome event. Love that, mate. Well said. And if you could share a message with anyone who's listening to this who hasn't done an event like this, you said this is your third. First one was a year ago, so you're punching through them. How old are you, by the way? 53. 53. I'm you said you got four kids before. <laughs> well, my dad's 58 and he's never done anything like this. So shout out to my dad listening. Oh, but yeah. what would you what would you like to say to anyone listening who hasn't done one? Any age, any gender, what would you say? Get out, volunteer first, and then see, the, feel the excitement, and just do it. Just do it. That Nike slogan, right? It yeah. never gets old. You just have to do it because it is such a rush. All my friends think we're crazy, right? The athletes, you're crazy out there. <laughs> but if they ever did one, even a sprint, you start off small, right? Yeah. Do a sprint. It is just an incredible feeling. It's an incredible rush. And hey, you're probably going to live longer, right? Absolutely. I mean, all the training. Yeah. Yep. yep. All the training. Or you're gonna, or you're gonna be dying and loving what you're doing, hey? It's a wild day out there. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and Ren, we just happened to park next to you, so I it's know. been it's been a great experience talking to you. And you yeah, finished, you, you finished strong. Yeah, thank you, mate. What an experience to come from Australia, come over here to the U.S. and do a seventy point three, <laughs> just out of the blue. It's been amazing. Yeah, yeah, and all the people that you meet, right? Yeah, yeah, the people. I mean, before doing it today, I feel like I had so much fun yesterday, just bouncing around, talking to people, seeing the full line, man. It was something yeah. to behold. So, yeah, the energy's been great. The people make it. And you listen to people who aren't running, right? The family, the support crew, the Sherpas. We call them Sherpas, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You listen to them and everybody. I mean, there's kids that just walk by. Hey, great job. Great job, yeah. right? Amazing. The energy is just, it's phenomenal. Yeah. You really have to experience it. Love it, mate. Any final thoughts? No, just get out and do it. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, I'm here with Michael McMahon. Am I saying that correct? Yes, sir. Amazing. So we're, we're from the same parish. Is that a saying that you understand? Or is that an Australian thing? I believe it's akin to we are on the same team. Yeah, good. So I'm glad. I'm glad because I say a lot of things here and people don't understand them. I'm glad that's universal. So you're, you're here in Waco. Did a 70.3 today. Yes, sir. Why Waco? And, and is this your first Ironman? Yeah, this is my first Ironman. It's been something that's been on my mind for uh, 
quite some time. I got hooked up with Ryan Dreyer on Twitter through the Twitterverse of, you know, <laughs> Joey Devlin, Zach Hommel, Boyd Myers, and I saw all these guys committing to do some fulls and some halves, and I was like, you know, let's bite the bullet, get a bike, learn how to swim, and knock this off the bucket list, baby. Bro, you monstered that swim today. You were, like, nervous lining up. I was like, let's move up a bit quicker. Dude, you killed me. I thought I blasted away, and all of a sudden I'm halfway through the ride, and here's this fucking sexy unit wearing <laughs> this same kit as me. And I'm like, you monster. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to eat. You know, I know we're teammates, but I'm going to I'm gonna blow this dude out of the water. And I did. Yeah. Then, about mile... 46 on the bike i'm in aero bars this dude rolls up on his trek you know offers me a knuckle i'm like dude i don't have that right now he's like all right you know you're locked in i'll see you later luckily i could power through the rest of the bike and uh on our way in he's like what are you about to do on this on this half i'm like i don't know he's like you know sub two i was like no he's like well, I ran like six-minute miles or sub-six-minute miles in uni. I was like, whoa, it was, it, was, it was nice knowing you, man. I'll see you at the finish line. <laughs> I love it, man. How'd you feel out there? Because it was some tricky conditions, pouring rain. You said you saw someone absolutely eat it on the bike. Oh, yeah. Some dude just absolutely ate it. The rain was crazy. It was a lot more, you know, I did the Marble Falls International Try, which was a bit of a smaller operation than the the Waco Ironman and uh yeah it was just a lot more hectic the rain was pouring um if you wanted to pass one person you might as well pass six or seven um you know if you wanted to stop for a little bit you were probably gonna get passed by about eight people and uh yeah it was nuts I was cramping out there but I was just eating salt and (laughs) doing what I could to, to stay afloat yeah Love it, man. So you said you're first. You're going to do another one? You're going to do a full anytime soon? What are the thoughts? Immediate thoughts. Dopamine's high, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, before you and I were like, yo, let's, we're going to do fulls. We're going to do a couple halves. I'll meet you in Melbourne. Like, it, it's going to be great. Then at about mile 60, I was like, what a dumb thing to be out here voluntarily doing um but yeah i mean i'm gonna let the body rest up take the holidays off stay fit uh and and you know hopefully run it back for a couple halves and and one day do the full but um maybe a year or two out for that one and uh that's that's my immediate reaction amazing mate so you're you're from just down the road austin texas about two hours south of here it took me 33 hours front door of my house to get to the front door of the airbnb i definitely think you need to come to melbourne and uh, do one there someday. Let's lock it in, man. I'll uh, I'll fly out from Houston 23 hours later, and we'll. Uh, but you got to go two hours too. I'll I'll fly out there, but you got to go yeah, okay. two hours away. There's one in Geelong. Uh, that's about two hours from me, maybe a little less. I've always wanted to go to Geelong. <laughs> I've Danielle, wasn't I saying how much I want to see Geelong? Well, Geelong won our version of the Super Bowl this year, so they're a place that's up and about. Uh, what's your What's your final message to anyone listening who? maybe has never done one of these or, you know, just looking to get into this sort of stuff in general? Yeah, I think, you know, the big value here is just having something on the calendar, having to push yourself, get a coach, hold yourself accountable. It'll really, you know, make your life become more aligned. Um, And just push yourself, like, in today's day and age. Like, 
it's so easy to fucking chill every single day and live Mm. like a king and be depressed because of it. Like, on Saturday, like, get out there and ride your bike for 50 miles and find out what you got deep down, and, like, I think you'll be a lot happier because of it. Well said, man. Love it. And shout-out to Ryan Dreyer, Tribal Training as well. Got us both race fit, even though we were cramping. What's up with that? What's up with that, Ryan? So, love it, mate. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Travel training, baby. We coming. Amazing. Danielle, you want to have a quick word as well? You're uh, this man's lovely girlfriend. You were a support crew today. It absolutely poured rain. You're nice and dry now. Talk me through what it was like watching. That's what we're not talking enough about, the spectators. I'll get there. Don't worry. I was next to a baby who had goosebumps all over his poor little baby body, and all of us were trying to save him with like whatever we had to cover the oh, poor baby. No. It was intense out there. Love it. And what was your thoughts of the overall race in general? I thought it was really interesting, like different shapes and sizes of everyone mm. that were so passing the finish line. Like it was people in their 70s to kids in college still, all different sizes. Like it was amazing just seeing it's a mental thing more than anything. Yeah, totally. Any, any desire to do one yourself anytime soon? Who's going to look out for the babies with goosebumps if I'm out there? So. Well, this guy reckons he's taking off the, the holidays, so maybe you can, you know, do one Christmas Day or something. Little New Year's Eve. Or yeah, there you go. We'll see. Amazing. Thanks so much. All Thank right, you. back on. So I'm here with Chris. Yes, Chris. Chris, you've just completed Waco 70.3 as well. How, how's it feel? Oh, fantastic. It was a great race. That rain early was amazing. And Helped a lot, hey? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. The swim was fine, but the bike was out of control with, yeah. with that kind of a downpour. Mm. So uh, I did not see any crashes, but yeah. I think everyone was being careful. Yeah, I, I got a mate who said he saw someone eat, eat, a bit of, eat a bit of the concrete, so he was a bit nervous after that. But, yeah, I didn't see any crashes either, thankfully. How did you feel? in each leg, the swim, the ride, and the run? Um, The swim was uh, on time, good. All that rain, I had an electrical problem, so it shorted out all the the electronics on the bike. But fortunately, there was an amazing uh, bike tech that came up on a moped uh, and got me reconnected or else I would have DQ'd. But um, yeah, he was incredible. And then just strapped back in and got after it and do what we do. Well, you know, you completed it yourself, so. We, you know, just, just grind it out and get back up to 20, 22 an hour and finish the ride. Amazing, mate. Can you tell me, is this your first Ironman or when was your first, if not this one? Uh, this is my seventh. I've, Seven. Yeah, I've completed three fulls and the rest were halves. Wow. So, and we, myself, and you've met some of our other friends here yeah. and you're getting, I mean, it's just an incredible community and um, so we, we really enjoy it, not just with our friends, but also with our family and now we're even wrapping vacations around yeah. these races. We were out in Kona here a couple months ago, and we're looking right now at a couple of others in different parts of the world just to go travel to and meet people like you and others that are super interesting. Amazing, mate. Well said. I was went on the ride. You know, we're going through the Texas. I would describe it as high country. Like coming here to Waco, I thought it would be the equivalent of a small country town or proper country like it is back home in Australia. I'm not sure if you've ever been to Australia, but you'll have to come for an Ironman there one day, mate. But when I was on the ride, it was like, this is an amazing way to see spots that you would never see. Like, well, you'd never drive down those roads that we rode down today, right? Well, and also, you know, to be clear, your time was a whole lot faster than mine, so I'm surprised you had time to even take How a look around. That? How do you know that? Well, I heard. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> my mates over here were were telling me you were flying. So I I, I made sure I enjoyed the race. Yeah, but it was oh. good. No, it's uh, this whole area, Central Texas. We lived here in Waco about 30 years ago, okay. and uh, to see how it's grown up and watching Baylor grow and all the other businesses here, it's a real. Uh, it's just a great place between Dallas and Austin. It used to be a much smaller community. Like I said, we're here uh, 30 years ago, and it was not what it is now. But they've done a great job just to grow it, expand it, services, education. A lot of companies moving here now to look for talented people. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Two hours in between Austin and Dallas, if I'm right in saying. That's right. But yeah, an incredible place. We ran around, yeah, Baylor University, but pretty well through it. The stadium there is ginormous. Do you know the capacity of that thing? Um, I will guess, but uh, it was under construction a long time ago when we, when we were here. It's probably about uh, close to 100,000. So the biggest, the biggest sporting venue in my country is 100,000, the MCG. And here's one in Waco, Texas, that's just amazing. It was a very cool thing to see it around the, what, 10-mile mark, I think. Yes, yeah, and it didn't seem like it was ever going to end when no, you and I were both running around it. <laughs> I was like, where are they sending us? I know. <laughs> It was a big building, very large. Amazing. What's your, if you have a final thought or final message to anyone who might be listening, who's never done one of these, who's you know maybe inspired, what would your yeah, message be, be to them? I would tell your audience it, it's an incredible community and uh, you can just feel the vibe here. I think you're, you're seeing it, you're feeling it. And uh, what's really fun, if you've got some, some, uh, some passion around fitness generally and just a community, uh, it, it, whether it be in Australia, Europe, anywhere else your audience listens to you, um, I, I would encourage you to get connected and maybe even start local, start small, and yeah. just do the, you know, the swim, the bikes, and the runs, and then all of a sudden you'll step up for a half, and then you'll find yourself getting plugged in, and you'll meet a lot of friends here, and you know, a lot of new friends, and then you'll all of a sudden start doing whether it be halves or fulls. So I, I, it's amazing, and also it, ins- it inspire. I found it inspires me personally and then the crew here behind me but then also holds you accountable to get in and and do the work because you just can't show up i mean you've got to put you know a good 15 20 hours a weekend as you know you you have to be able to show up here and well you're competing at a higher level than i did so you're probably working even harder but give um, yourself some credit chris come on you're one year younger than my dad and my dad i just facetimed him before he's like is there anyone my age or older doing this he had no idea there's guys out there on the track doing like 70 years old or above Mate, you killed it today as well. Well, thank you. And there's a gentleman that we train with and ride around Dallas. Uh, The guy is 76, and the guy is incredible. He just did the senior games. But, yes, for your entire audience, I think just being active, whether it be taking a walk with your dog or your spouse or girlfriend or friend, and, I mean, that's what this is all about. And, you know, it's not about this is a whole other level, but, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, start start, just do something that you enjoy to stay active and, get the brain and the social and all that going and um, I, I think you'll be enjoying life just like everyone around here has been. Well said Chris thank you so much for your time mate. Yeah cheers man thank you. So I'm here with Spencer you're 20 25, 24 24 yeah mate you killed it out there today we met watching the full Ironman Crossed the finish line at about seven eight o'clock last night. Here with your girlfriend, yes, partner, Drew, yeah. yeah, Drew. Mm-hmm. And you monitored. You told me your swimming was the the fastest that you're gonna do it in like twenty to thirty minutes or something like that. And I was like, I'll catch you on the run. I didn't. This man did fucking great. I gotta go though. <laughs> right, Love dog. you, brother. Love you, dog. You did fucking. Fantastic. This is real time shit. Cheers, too. brother. Okay, but you monitored that. 
talk me through the day. How'd you feel out there? So uh, the swim, I uh, started. I, I was going for you know 30, 33 minute swim, and you know it's a little bit different out there in the in the river than than a pool. Yeah, and so I'm also at a 35 minute, and uh, I was happy with that. That was my goal, 30, 35 minutes. And then got on the bike. It was it was raining pretty hard. I actually enjoyed the bike. That was probably my favorite part of the race. Yeah. Felt like I was in the Tour de France, man. <laughs> Hauling ass. It was raining hard. Uh, I actually exceeded my expectation. Average 21 miles an hour. Fuck yeah. And then uh, the run, actually, which is, I'd say, run and swim are probably my best. I dropped my salt on the bike, and so I was. I'm kind of dependent on that when it runs, so that I don't cramp. So I was a little bit freaked out. Uh, coming into transition and you know just sat back relaxed and uh, used the on-course nutrition didn't panic and ended up working out I used I stopped at just about every nutrition station but I I kept it moving and got in for two hours so that's how I ended up with the five and a half you killed it man you're four minutes faster than me and I'm stoked with my time how does it feel is this your first yes, it's, my fir it's my first I'm stoked I couldn't be more excited uh, like I said, it's it's one thing to, to set a goal and achieve it, and that's what I did today. Amazing, mate. What was your training like in preparation for this event? So I had a, uh, a local local coach, shout out to Michelle Forte, uh, Fitness Forever on Instagram. Um, I'll get those details off you before. You do this all the time, right? You're natural. Let's fucking go, plugging them. Um, so uh, she... She's actually seven-time Ironman, full wow. Ironman, family friend, grew up with her daughter, and I just was leaning on her. I ran a marathon back in uh, back last year, yeah. used her for that, and I was like, you know, I want to get into the triathlon world. She knows all about it, full-time Ironman. So I, you, she took me through the, uh, <clears throat> the process two and a half months ago, and, you know, <clears throat> we did a lot of brick workouts, a lot of swimming, a lot of biking, a lot of easy cardio, you know, yeah. zone three. So all I can say is zone three training. That'll get you right. Love it, man. So your first one, what's the plan from here? You're going to do a, a full soon at some point? I'm, sh I'm assuming you are because you're a fucking beast. At some point, we're going to go for the full. I might do one more 73. It depends on if a friend dumps me into it. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but it's definitely on the radar for sure. But I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to do a little more research before I choose where I'm going. Love it, man. I also forgot to ask, where are you from in the U.S. and why Waco? Um, so I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, born and raised. And Waco is fairly close. Uh, I was actually at the beach with some friends. And I have a friend that lives in Texas, and he was saying how he was thinking about doing Ironman Waco, 73. I was like, you know what? I had a couple booze in me. I was like, you know, I'm looking for, <laughs> I'm looking for a goal. Let's, uh, let's, I'll do it with you. And turns out he ended up couldn't get a bike, blah, 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 excuses. Well, I stuck with it. <laughs> I got me a bike. And, Shout out uh, to that, mate. Yes, sir. Uh, and and I, uh, <laughs> I and I took I took it from there, man. I found out my buddy Christopher was uh, was doing it also, so that helped me out. And just we, we went back and forth, and now I'm here. Amazing, mate. Any final thoughts? A message to anyone listening who maybe has never done something like this. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that everyone at some point in their life should step into this space and just do something that's hard as shit because it's really rewarding whenever you finish it. Even though you might not think you can, you can. It was a pleasure to meet you, right, Ren? Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And we're also here with your partner, Drew. Yeah. I would love your thoughts. He mentioned it before, yeah. but I appreciate that. What, are you, what were your thoughts on that? It poured rain. You were here spectating. 
talk me through yeah what the day was like for you so I think that I was the best Sherpa ever I would like to think that yeah she we... definitely was <laughs> yeah it definitely started pouring down rain but that didn't stop any of us we were all ready to support Spencer and and everybody that was on the course it was so much fun it definitely poured and we had to go buy rain jackets and everything but it was so worth it I had the best day Amazing. Any, you know, feelings of wanting to do one yourself at some point in the future? Ooh, I do not think so. You know, it, no, no, no. <laughs> what about a sprint distance? They're like 600, like half of everything. I, I could maybe see that happening. You know, when Spencer did his first marathon, I don't even remember when that was a year or so ago. I was like, all right, let me try it out. You know, I caught the bug. I'm like, let me just do it. So I did a little 10K, you know, no. Okay, I did it, and I it, it happened, and it was wonderful. I, I don't have the desire to continue, but I will be here for every race supporting and spreading the, the good vibes. Amazing, yeah. The good vibes are very much here. Like, the crew on the roads, I mean, out the front of their houses. Shout out Iron Man. Shout out Iron Man Foundation. Love it, mate. Thank you so much, guys. I'm here with Mike Sudik. Am I saying that correctly? Yep, that's right. Yeah. You've five kids. You just told me you're 34 that's years right. old. And was this 36, your 36? 36. 36. Sorry. Yeah. And it's uh, your you just completed Ironman Waco yes. 70.3. Yes. This is your first. This is only my second triathlon. So my first one was a sprint distance, which is super way less yeah. you know amount. You can and sprint it. Yeah, you can sprint, sprint it. Yeah, this yeah, one. yeah. This is totally a different <laughs> ball game. And uh, found some dudes on Twitter that were doing it. Boyd Myers, you know. And I uh, wanted a goal to really just push myself, model that to my kids. You know, I have five kids, and um, feels feels amazing to have to have it done. Yeah, amazing, mate. So, yeah. it was it the guys on Twitter that led you here to Waco? Because whereabouts in the U.S. are you from? Yeah, so I'm from Michigan. Um, I connected, I think, with Boyd initially. He was talking about doing Ironman. He was doing all this like stuff that was like endurance sports. And I was just at a point where I was like, you know, I want to be in better shape. I want to push myself. I want to have a stretch goal. Something that kind of scares the crap out of me. Mm. I said, like, why not do Ironman? And I said, let's go down to Waco. So I, we caravan, my, my, me and my wife, my five kids. Wow. My parents are here, drove all the way down from Michigan. It was about a 17-hour drive. Wow. So, so, yes, it's a good time, man. Like, I traveled 33 hours to get here, but I feel like with five kids, your journey would have been way <laughs> more hectic. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe slightly, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> what was it like? So it was, we drove, we drive through the night, so we drove, you know, the first chunk of about, I think it was like 13 hours or so, woke up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, took a break, and then made the, the rest of the trip down, so it was good, yeah. Amazing, man. In like one vehicle, all like yeah, so nine have, of you? We have a van, we have a van, a conversion van, so seats nine, and it's got a high top on it, and then we were pulling a travel trailer because we're camping down here. So now we're going to go down to Austin, I think, after this. So Beautiful. I'm yeah. going back to Austin tomorrow. Yeah. I feel like everything in the U.S. is so much bigger than in Australia. Like the fact that you can fit nine, drive 17 <laughs> hours, and it'd be cool, and then you rock up and do this today. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's pretty special. How you how you feeling right now, and what was the preparation like to get you to this point? Yeah, so the preparation was, was quite a bit. I feel really, really good right now, but the preparation was... You know, it's hard with a family. A lot of a lot of runs at like 10:30 at night. You start at, you know, or you know, I have, I have a jogging stroller that also it becomes a trailer to, to my bike can pull. So I did a ton of training where I was pulling my youngest two or pushing my youngest two. So that was fun. Wow. So yeah, it's, you just got to adapt. You know, I feel like um, people that have families, you know, they use them as an excuse for mediocrity. I feel like, and a family should be a reason for excellence instead. You know, so really well said, man. And. You know, in doing my training, fortunate enough to work for myself, 
unfortunately yet to have a family yeah. definitely like looking for the one i would love five kids at yeah. least one yeah. day yeah. so the fact that you yeah 10 30 at night starting these runs like fitting it all in yeah. is testament to you your willpower so like yeah. dude well done that's thank you. incredible thank you. what's next are you doing another one do you want to do another one do you want to do a full at some point what are you thinking i mean we're here speaking hours after the event the dopamine's running high so I had some buddies that were asking me the same thing about a week ago, and I was like, I, all eyes are on Waco. I'm not doing anything else. You yeah. know, I don't want to think about anything else. But I think I could do maybe another half or like an Olympic-level try. But I have a life goal of doing at least a sprint triathlon with my grandkids. So that's that's a goal that I have. So, so yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But I kind of like this triathlon thing. I, I think I can get into it. So Yeah, man. Well, shout-out to your kids who are yet to have their yeah. grandkids, but that will yeah. be very special one day. Yeah. Any final thoughts, messages to anyone listening who maybe hasn't done something like this before? I think there's so much power in just putting a date on the calendar. I think, um, you know, so I, I think I – I committed mentally before I even signed up, but it was back like in April and I was like, I'm doing this and I signed up, you know, and it's like that drove everything, right? It's like you, you can't skip a day if you know it, it doesn't even wait for anyone, you know? So I think there's a lot of power in doing that. Um, yeah, I think that, that that's a huge motivator. Um, I also run a podcast I'm going to pitch, you know, yeah, two, two Cent Dad, the number two centdad.com if you check that out. So really um, just passionate about helping dads be engaged and intentional, you know, in their role, especially young dads. And so... Um, yeah, I have to have you on talk about Hope Initiative. So, Thank you, man. I look forward to being a dad one day. You're an absolute legend. Thank you so much. Hey. It's great to meet you, bro. Hey, thanks for chatting, man. So I'm here with Daniel Taylor, post-Waco. You just completed the 70.3. Mate, you're one of the reasons I'm here, and this is your second time on the Hope Initiative podcast. How are you feeling? I uh, feel great, man. Actually, I'm not as tired or physically sore as I thought I would be for everything that we've been through today, but man, it was just a great race. This is a great course. Uh, there were some challenges out there today, especially I know some guys had some issues on the bike. Um, I did not. I was fortunate didn't have any flats or anything like that. So, man, for my first 70.3, I'm super pumped uh, with the finish time, but I think what I'm even more excited about is just the energy and the atmosphere we had from having all of these guys down here and... Uh, just just the camaraderie and, and the teammates and the support, man, it was just it was something special. I just I don't know that it can be duplicated. Well said, mate. Yeah, the, the camaraderie, the people spectating. I mean, you've got your three oh, girls here, yes. which I'm hoping to speak to in a sec as well if they're not too shy for the mic. But, yeah, it was such a special day. We're riding through the Texas high country, I feel. At least that's what I'd describe it as. People around in the, you know, the end of their you know, driveways cheering us on it was a great way to see texas for me not being from here what was it like for you because you're where, whereabouts are you from again i'm from uh, close to louisville kentucky about 30 miles from town and yeah man i mean i'm used to being out in the farmland but texas is, is beautiful country and this bike course was really something special i mean i felt like there was really good scenery the volunteers uh, the sheriffs at every intersection helping yeah. you get through you know without i never had to stop and never had to un unclip my pedals um, to go through an intersection so man iron man puts on just i think a really good race like very well put together uh the volunteers on the run kept us going there's probably an aid station i'm gonna say every mile yep. i hit every one of them for some gatorade and some water poured it over my head um i probably popped this may shock you about eight to ten red bulls uh, not full ones they just had them like you know two or three ounces but man i was smashing red bulls and i don't know that that didn't help me get through that run because i mean i was i was running a little bit low at that point so. no white mothers unfortunately your go-to drink no white monsters. I'm going to probably email uh, uh, Iron Man after we get this done and see if we can get that straightened out. But Red Bull fit the bill for today. 
Love it, mate. You said you're feeling good now. What was your preparation like? You did a lot of training for this? I did. So my weakest suit, I guess, was swimming. So I've done a ton of swimming, mostly in the pool. Um, I hired a co not a coach necessarily. I guess just took some swim lessons. I took two swim lessons. I did quite a bit of biking, but biking is probably the least amount that I would did training-wise. And um, did quite a bit of run training as well. I mean, I did the 13-1, I think, back on my birthday. Um, so I had done that distance before. So just from a confidence boost perspective, I knew I could get through that because I've already done it. Um, so I, I didn't really have a whole lot of issues with the run. Well done, mate. Uh, I would love to know, are you going to do a full anytime soon, another 70.3? What are you thinking right now post the uh, event itself? We finished a few hours ago. Ah, uh, yeah, TBD on the full, man. <laughs> I, I'm not ready to jump into that. I, I, this course yesterday was, was out there taking souls, and it was actually a similar bike course to today. They just did two loops of it. And, man, I, after that first one, I, I can't imagine heading back out and doing another bike course, another, you know, 56 miles. So definitely some more 70.3s. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll wait on the full. Uh, it could be a 23 or 24 go at the earliest, I think. It just so much training goes into that. I mean, you got to do uh, a lot of work on the bike trainer, yeah. uh, you know, to get ready for, for a full Ironman. So, yeah, we'll, we'll hold out on that for right now. So true, mate. Any final thoughts, messages to anyone listening who maybe hasn't done anything like this? Uh, two things. If you can find a group of guys, girls, whatever, uh, to do it with you, I think that makes the experience better. And, man, if you're on the fence about doing this, put yourself out there. Book yourself on one of these. I saw people in all different shapes, sizes, uh, fitness levels. I mean, not everybody that does these, you know, is just this cut, chiseled, you know, super freak of, of an athlete. I mean, there's just like, you, like yourself. I don't know. I go that far, but there's all kinds of people out there. So if, if you put the time into the training, anyone can do this. And I firmly believe that, um, especially after today. So yeah, I think if somebody's out there considering, you know, setting a goal, a push goal for themselves, a 70.3 is a great place to start. Well said, mate. Thank you so much. You've got, you got your three girls here, your partner. Come on, let's go. This is yes, your, this is your turn. We've got two of them coming in. Yeah, my girlfriend Ashley flew in from Denver. She's been there for work all week. And both of my daughters, Addie's 15, Savannah is 19. Uh, they made the trip down with me. We actually road tripped it from Kentucky. Uh, stopped in Arkansas, I think, halfway point. Uh, so they've been troopers throughout this whole thing. And a huge level, all three have been very big supporters uh, of me throughout this process. Yeah, and I've been keeping them. It's getting dark here. But I wanted to you know, speak to you both on the podcast as well. What was it like, Ashley, for you? on the course today it's pouring rain well it was really cold i have to admit that we're like wet rats in the rain but it was really cool just to see i think as daniel said earlier the com camaraderie not just amongst the guys the friend groups but just literally everybody here not just the, the racers but the all the supporters and i mean you uh were out here supporting your significant other or your friend or your family but then everyone is just supporting each other too so i think that was really cool to cheer everybody on like it, it was just like a big party almost yeah, keeping totally. everybody going so it was really cool to be able to witness that so i'm very thankful that i was able to make it down and support daniel yeah well done and i feel like you supported me you're all there you know as we came through the turns it was yeah. amazing did you catch the bug are you gonna give one a crack one day yourself um <laughs> okay probably not but i i will maybe at least take up some cycling or you know practice some of my running i mean who knows i you should never say never but yeah. we'll see but i thoroughly enjoy getting to cheer all of you guys on and to meet you especially um so i hope to be able to cheer you guys on again love it well said thank you and addy Thoughts on the event? What was it like for you spectating? 
Um, being out on the court, seeing my dad happy, and creating bonds with other men just made my heart happy. And I cheered him on along with all his buddies. And it was cool seeing everybody race and putting their mind to this and getting out there. Love it. Well said. And then correct me if I'm wrong, but you run a bit of a, like a fitness Twitter account as well. Yes. Yeah. Like Tell me through that. You want to plug yourself? Go ahead. Um, it's AT Fitness. I don't post much, but I want to start posting more. But my dad inspired me to do that, and I just want to get more fit and help others, teenagers. So, yeah, I created a Twitter account. Beautiful. I love it. I'll link that in the show notes. And for you, are you planning on doing one of these at, at one point? Were you inspired by today's proceedings? I was inspired, yes. Um, I'm doing a 5K here in October. Um, I Yeah, that's my first one, and I wish to do bigger ones out, and I just need more practice, though. But, yeah, I have a 5K coming up, and I'm pretty pumped about it. Best of luck. I'm sure you do very well. Any final thoughts, things you want to say? Nope. Just if you want to do something, put your mind to it. Go do it. Love that. Brilliant way to end. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Alrighty. What a day. It's about 8pm local time or coming up to that. I've been bouncing around last hour and a half since I got my sense of balance back and... uh, I've just been chatting with people, recording a few conversations for the podcast. I'm going to do a little episode coming up on Wednesday, American time, Thursday, back on that schedule, episode 102, Wakey, Wakey, Waco, I reckon I might call it, but uh, what a day, man, fucking hell. Just what an event, like the energy out here has been very special. It will take a little bit for me to come down from this high. But I, <laughs> oh, I don't know, don't know how to summarise it basically, but uh, very special. Thank you for all the love and support. A lot of messages that I haven't gotten back to, but very grateful for this experience and to be able to share it. Much love. How's the last few days been? You've been straight in the pool, fucking working out like an animal, mate, getting after it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to get back in the gym and... Uh convince myself i was still good at something <laughs> fucking hell bro you're so harsh on yourself mate when you finished when you finished i remember you were like still in the zone walking <laughs> it took you like two minutes to crack a smile i know absolute animal you yeah. weren't you weren't happy with yourself talk talk me through that oh yeah no boyd reached out to me and like i, I realized that was the look on my face and i'm coming in i I was just like, man, look at these people passing me, um, which is strange because I, I was happy. I mean, it was a great moment, I would say. And having, having y'all there made it 10 times more you know, important and a, a brotherhood. But I had said even before the race, if someone asked me, you know, hey, what are your goals? And I think a couple of people had asked me that. And I said, well, if I could do this swimming, you know, around 45, that'd be, that'd be really good for me. And then uh, I wanted to beat my training time in the full distance bike, which was 3.30, and I did that. So that, that was it. Like, I, I hit my goals. That was it. So, yeah. So you hit them. Amazing, mate. Yeah, I mean, there were people passing me at various points. I passed people. But I think one thing I spoke to Boyd earlier today was just <clears throat> ultimately I think you're battling yourself. 
And like, I'm sure if I came and worked out in the gym with you, you'd probably beat me at every fucking exercise in terms of weights, but we're not competing against each other, right? We're different body types. We've been right. doing different things longer. And um, I just think that's an important thing to remember, but man, I think you crushed it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, you, you think about everyone out there. I got, I had some really cool conversations along the way, you know, especially on the run because they're walking a bunch of it, probably six miles or something, or just jogging, yeah. getting into that light jog. So I had a chance to talk to people, and you know, it, it was an accomplishment because I talked to so many people that never, that hadn't done one or that didn't finish the swim on their first try or something, right? Yeah. So. Uh, just just to go out there and finish something like that um, was was an accomplishment not just for me but everyone out there is this was this I didn't even check with all with everyone there I think most of the people is their first one yeah I mean most of the most of the guys I think we were there with yeah first one obviously Boyd had, has done a couple of fools but you know you me DT Jared uh, Dan your mate Kramer like obviously all first first goes first cracks at it mate and yeah proud of everyone giving it a go yeah no it, it was it was wonderful still uh just kind of going over it in my head and yeah realizing what we did and it's really the i think the message is the sky's the limit and i that i i realized that even more outside of our tribe on twitter but if you look around it like you said the body types and the sort of the people that were doing it Mm -hmm. I ran with a you know, 53-year-old gal that, uh, I mean, she actually probably finished ahead of me that she was walking, jogging the, the run, and she's like, this is, you know, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be your last one, but she had done two fulls and a, and a half. And so wow. um, just the, like, the tenacity and the grit of the people out there in the course was just really inspiring. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I wanted to know why Waco and how it got you there. I think it's fair to say that you, you know, met Boyd that day that I met you. I jumped out of the car. We we're at that lake, Lake Waco, and uh, we walked down onto the sand there and had a swim together. But could you maybe recap what led you to, you know, connecting with these guys on, if it was on Twitter, and then what made you commit and then show up in October for this event right on so gotta go back to the beginning of this year this would have never been on my radar a year ago or even nine ten months ago <laughs> so this we got to go back to january i went on zach's retreat zach hommel on twitter mm. if you all know him i'd gone on his retreat and sort of he, he challenged everyone there to put a date on the calendar just to use as something to drive your training and to motivate you and I say this, like when you're traveling, right, it's easy to talk about trips, but it's all bullshit until somebody books a plane ticket because then you're, then you're committed. So same thing yeah. with these events and with competing as a man, I think that's important. So I had a couple ideas for that. I, I did book a swim race, which was going to be really challenging for me because I couldn't really swim. And then Zach had thrown out Boyd on Twitter just to shout out. He does that, you know, with like-minded people or somebody he thinks is cool. He's yeah. like, all right, check this Boyd guy out. I actually got on his website and read most of it for two hours one night. This would have been in, in February. I thought, man, this is cool. This is a really legit story. This guy's done all kinds of stuff, and now he's doing Ironmans and just started – 
you know, how we become connected to people on Twitter, just commenting and messaging and got on the phone with him one day and just, he said, Hey, come and do Waco. And I think I, I was the first one that he challenged. Yeah. And around the same time, he challenged me to, to run, to go out and run on his birthday, which is March 16th. He's like, yeah, yeah, dude, come on, run 3.16 miles. Like, dude, I don't fucking run. <laughs> you know, I, I, I used to say, like, I only run if I only run from something if I can't kill it. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. And uh, that was my joke. I probably hadn't run like four years. Um, but probably the quickest way to get me to to do something is to challenge me or to tell me that I can't do it. Yeah. And that's what that amounted to. So dude, I had to go run, even if it's some dude on Twitter. So I went and ran that day, 3.16 miles and, and I paid for it. It's like, okay. He's like, well, all right, sign up for Waco. And I just couldn't get it out of my head. Cause I was like, well, dude, if I already got to do the swim event, which was going to be an over a two mile open water swim, I knew I'd have the swim licked. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I'd done some biking. I've done a number of bike races over the last 10 years. So I'm not, I can suffer on the bike. I've already got road bikes and I, I I've got a trainer so I can do that. I just got to figure out the running part. And then I was like, all right, well, cool. Let's sign up. So I talked to, it actually took me two weeks cause I had to talk to my wife and got my wife, and my young daughter. So that was, that was really it. So I was the first one to sign up and then Boyd kind of just made a thing and just start challenging people on Twitter. It's like, y'all get, get signed up. So I don't know what exactly led to this group, but he, he made a thread. And so just shout out to Boyd for putting this together, man. None of us really would have done that without him. So hats off to him. Yeah. Love it, mate. Well said. Very cool story. What was your, if you had one favorite thing in one of the maybe hardest or worst moments of the weekend, like your, your favorite and your least favorite? Oh, just seeing the excitement, be, being around it, feeling everybody cheering for each other and helping each other out. I mean, I'd say at least 80% of the people were super open and helpful and focused on cheering other people on and receptive when you say like, hey, let's go, bro definitely having all you guys there i know my family wasn't there dan's a good friend he came down yeah so cheers to him but just having the feeling like hey this is our this is our family we're all down here as a family cheering each other on i think that that was the coolest part by far yeah. is being, being with you guys i agree did you have a, a moment that was maybe the hardest whether it was out on the course for you or I don't yeah. know, maybe getting in the car or when you were going to drive down because I know you had to drive a fair way to make it as well. No, nah, the car's fine. I don't mind the road trips and all that. But <laughs> yeah, we burned a little sleep on the way down. Um, but probably coming back on the bike, I did feel, uh, you know, I kind of know my body where the cramps are going to start happening. And I got into, it was like after mile 40 and I could feel a couple of twinges. And I was like, oh man. And I had a gal, she gave me a couple salt, a couple noon tablets with electrolytes, salt in them out on the course. And uh, I just eased up a little bit on my pedaling or, you know, shifted and got into town. I was like, well, I'm going to actually be pretty smoked from this bike ride. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was doing a pretty decent time. And I was just like, I have no idea how to wrap my head around uh, finishing another 13 or something because the farthest we did i did the full bike plus six or seven miles yeah i'd done that but i didn't have the swim and 
I just think the race, the amount of energy, the temperature was higher. So that, that's really where I was like, oh man. Yeah. Love and, and I just kind of headed into it. I think that's part of what, that's part of what this challenge is, is heading into an unknown zone where you haven't pushed your mind and your body. Yeah. That's, that's where the growth happens in life. Yeah. Was there any point where you were like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this during the race? No, uh, no, that really didn't. I thought of people getting picked up and I was like, I wonder if we're going to see anyone. Cause mm. I thought about the day before, which was a, a windy, you know, sort of a blowtorch day, even for Texas at that time of year. And thought, my gosh, what are we going to see people getting picked? We did actually, we did see a bunch of people get picked off the bike course. Mm. And I didn't really enter into that zone for myself. And so part of that was making the training. I did a lot of night training and training at weird times and after lifting and other things that were actually pretty hard for that reason. I didn't want to ever consider like, can I do this or not? I just wanted to, wanted to be able to push on. So no, I don't, I was never like, Oh, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. No, nice man. I, I remember a moment. Do you recall when we sort of, over the other side of the river on the run when we we're going through that windy path with all the trees it was quite cool yeah yeah, yeah. i remember at that point my feet started to kill and were aching and my toes now are all like fairly bruised and somewhat bloody no nails have fallen off thankfully but i remember thinking at that point like okay like this is the point now where i have to just like zone in and just keep pushing like i very much could have just stopped right there and would have Felt like I'd given a lot, but you know, I was able to push push for the line. And I feel like at various points, everyone goes through this, whether we had to walk for a bit or like I was cramping later in the course as well. But yeah, that's that was sort of a moment for me. But I appreciate yeah, what you what you said there. I guess my last question to you, mate, is do you have yeah, a final message for anyone? listening who maybe hasn't done something like this i think it might be fair to say that yeah, it's probably not a typical event i don't know if you're planning on doing another one or anything i'm sure you enjoyed it that feeling at the end <laughs> despite what the face you know maybe looked like yeah. for the first minute crossing that finish line but yeah any message and yeah what's your what's your future plans around this space yeah it's a great great feeling to finish an event like that everyone should should do something like it I think that's out of their comfort zone doesn't have to be triathlon but mm. yeah it was everything I, I hoped it could be certainly you know and mostly because of the people that were involved uh, cheering you on but just the the fact that this wasn't even something I would have considered a year ago it was a little bit of a reach you know out of my comfort zone and just at that spot where it's like man do you think you could do this so that, that those are the things that push us and again doesn't have to be the sport of triathlon I think that's a wonderful way to to start because you know it's going to be a good event and so on but man it's like if I could do it anybody could do it and then how do you apply that to other things in your life and really accelerate all those areas so future plans is it could be anything I got a lot of things in mind and trying to trying to distill it down you know it's triathlons it's it could be a gateway right to a lot of longer things endurance um could be strong, man. Could could be a lot of things. So I, I don't know yet. I think the main message is is the most basic principle is that we don't know what we're capable of until we push ourselves. And I would challenge everyone to 
to take that jump outside of their comfort zone and having the tribe around you is man, like just nobody was going to fail this weekend. I feel like everyone, everyone succeeded because of that. So true, mate. Well said. I love it. Looking forward to seeing what is next from you, whether yeah, it's strong man or fucking hiking across some, you know, one of these crazy States in your amazing country. I'm looking forward to it, bro. It was great. Yeah, to- likewise. No, it'd be super interesting to hear what, uh, what other people are going to put on the calendar or just do in life. Right. But it's, it certainly is a snowball effect. And I think it's, uh, it's going to affect a lot of lives just with our little team here. So super proud of everyone, man. Proud of you. Cheers, brother. Proud of you. Pleasure. Pleasure to meet you, mate. I, I remember, uh, was it Saturday when Boyd was entering the ride? You shouted out to me like, Hey, Australia. And just started like getting into me. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. What a, what a cheerleader. What a guy. <laughs> Marcello Fenerick, welcome, mate. Thank you so much for joining me for this uh, Waco recap of the Ironman weekend. We met in uh, In and Out Burger on Sunday night. We were sitting there, and uh, we got chatting. How was uh, How was the weekend for you, mate? Oh, mate, it was a pleasure first to meet you there. And the weekend was great, great race. I mean, conditions was not too good. I mean, a lot of rain in the, the bike, and I mean was very wet but i mean the the, the race was, was fantastic uh, i mean the run was good swim was very good down the river so easy swim <laughs> but it was a lot of points in the race it was very tough because i mean a lot of rain we, we couldn't see, see too much in front of us yeah a lot of bumps too remember those bumps and with the rain i mean sometimes yeah. was kind kind of scary i mean especially those turns but it was very good also to to meet a lot of people like you and Chad. For me, it's the best part of triathlon. Yeah, amazing, mate. Well said. I wanted to ask, you're, you're not, not your first triathlon. You're in the age uh-huh. range. How old are you again? Was it 28? Um, yeah. 28. And you actually qualified. You were wearing at the time. I didn't, I didn't even mention it when we met in person, but you were wearing a Kona t-shirt and uh, you yeah. qualified. You had an amazing day on the track. So congratulations for that. Uh, I'd love to know, yeah, what number triathlon or Ironman is this for you? And uh, what brought you to Waco? Because you're also from Brazil. Uh-huh. And you live in Florida yeah. for work. Um, so I think it's important to highlight that. Some people maybe listening, yeah, won't be able to pick up the accent or maybe some will, but yeah, from Brazil originally. But why did you come to Waco? Yeah. Actually, it was it's a funny story. Uh, actually, I was qualified for Kona last year. Yeah. So my goal was to to go to Kona this year. That was October seventh, mm-hmm. and then I was I was I went to Kona in the first week of October, and then I also last year qualified for the seventy point three World Championship that will be in Utah, St. George, in October twenty eighth. So I did Kona and two weeks ago and was amazing experience and then my plan was to go back to brazil but i realized that was better to stay here in the u.s for just two weeks and then come back and do the and do the 70.3 words Mm. and then i i decided to do my 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 flight connections through dallas which is an important hub here in the u.s and then after kona i realized that's going to be a race like just one hour driving from dallas and then I thought it was going to be tough because I was not recovered 
from Kona, but I think I I I've, I think that time was going to be a good idea. I mean, especially in the swim and bike, to trying to do a good training to the seventy point rewards in the end of the month. So I I just I mean I pay a lot in the in the subscription because it was just one week before yeah. the race, and then I stayed in Dallas and I mean drove to 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 Waco, and actually I was not expecting what what my body will I mean would I mean respond, yeah. and after the race I just got back to Dallas and flew to Utah St. George. So this race Waco was not actually in the plan. My plan was to do the Kona and come back to Brazil and maybe go back to US for the 70.2 words. But I realized and see that the plane tickets was better than stay in the US. And then and this race just was something that actually I was not, ex not expecting any, any result or I was just going by few and see what's going to happen and was a great experience. Amazing. So you've got the 70.3 World Championships. Is that next weekend? Yeah, it's going to be next Saturday. Yeah. Wow. So I'm here in Utah and pretty much I'm recovering. I'm not training, just just rode, just rode bike to the easy ride. But I mean, after Waco, I feel very tired. So yeah. I'm just recovering and I mean, working here in a hotel and maybe just going for one in the morning. And I just realized that because Brazil is, is very far from U.S. and also our FX current is very high at the moment. So if you convert dollars to our currency, it's very expensive to go in and go back. Yeah. So I was realized that I mean staying here in U.S. was better than I mean just go back or maybe go back to Florida. Amazing man, your time. I'm going to race another seventy point three in yeah. one week. One week, so two weeks between, and you did the full Ironman. Uh, at the start of the month incredible incredible your time on or at waco was four hours 22 minutes and 45 seconds you finished overall uh correct me if i'm wrong but second place for your age group yeah well second place each group and fifth in the overall yeah, yeah. amazing actually i was i was leading the over i i got second swim and then i was first and second during the bike yeah in the overall but uh during the i think my run was not that good and the guys just passed me okay your run was an hour and 28 minutes which is still very good obviously you have high yeah. standards you're you're qualifying for kona and going to worlds you're one of the elite athletes if you could maybe briefly tell me how much work is it taken mm -hmm. to get to this point you're 28 years old like how long have you been racing and and doing all of the training that you're doing now. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, it's a lot of commitment, especially because now in, I mean, especially in my age group that is 25, 29, we have a lot of young guys that turning, they're turning pro because they are young. And I mean, they're like still in, in the middle of the process to turning pro. Mm -hmm. So actually the competition is, is very high. And like I don't want to be a pro because I need I work and everything. So, but com just compete with those guys. I need to train hard. Mm. And actually, I train average for for a week uh, around twenty hours. Wow. Yeah, eighteen hours. Like not the whole year, of course not. But yeah. like I have a race, then I like I plan the I plan the train for the race. I mean two months. So this in these two months I train around 18, 20 hours. For example, I did a block of training in Brazil and US of three months, of two months, starting in 
July, so I did July, August, September, and then I like just recovery and race Kona, race Waco, and then we raced the seventy point three boards. Of course, it's very hard to to train every like the whole year like this because we need, we have work, we have family, we have like other things that we like to do, like travel. I mean, drink and go out, you know, have social <laughs> life. And but I this this I mean this this the way that i do works for me like i just focus one month two months and then i just race race like one two race is like in a row not every good but like maybe two or three seventy point trees in two months is good amazing mate and how many years have you been doing this sort of training for has it been most of your 20s or did yeah. you start only recently yeah i started uh, not doing that much of training i was doing just like for fun you know yeah. and actually still for fun but not not committing myself too much and i started five years ago yeah uh, i was in 18 20 24 age group and then i i mean you're gonna see because you did your first and you, when you race the second one you always have that waco in your mind so you're gonna you're gonna have your time in your mind you know your mistakes that you, you did so i mean you, you're gonna have and you you will have to improve it for yourself like you have your runtime that for for me it was amazing runtime for the first time but next time you're gonna you 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 see that you are ah, maybe i can run better maybe i can go better in the bike so it started yeah. for me like this like a personal challenge then i was i was i mean getting good results and i say okay maybe i can be better in the bike maybe i can train more swim maybe i can run faster let's see this workout and it started like this and actually last year I just focused a little bit much because I did I did in my life four Ironmans full and I always struggled in an Ironman full distance. Yeah. Was always me. Like I had a lot of problems in the run. I like walk it a bit. I have like stomach issues, so I need to go to the bathroom. And last year I just put a goal. Oh, I really want to do a good Ironman. Like like even compete or try to to qualify but it was not the goal yeah and in 70.3 i did a lot and i i was very good in 70.3 i i, I like i knew how to how the, the the race goes but in the ironman i was always struggling you know so last year i good ironman and tried to focus more especially in ironman nutrition is a big part of it uh, because like nine, nine ten hours of racing so you need to balance yourself so last year I just focused a little more and then I did a good Ironman. I was qualified for Kona and, but I started around five years ago. Yeah. Amazing, man. You've, you've laid out the journey there very well. I appreciate all that you've shared. I would like to maybe end if you could send a message to anyone listening who is, you know, whether they're trying to qualify for Kona or not, or maybe they've never done it, but would like to get into the sport. What would you like to, to send to, to anyone listening? Uh, just keep 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 showing up keep training and i mean keep racing keep meeting good people and the sport is amazing every race is a amazing experience for example waco i never been to a race that we pretty much had a bike course that was 100 percent of rain and bumps so it was <laughs> an amazing experience it was hard but it was a huge learning so just keep training keeping having fun uh meeting people uh, this is not our life. We have jobs. We have a lot of things. So, uh, if you do with love and for love, I mean, you're gonna succeed in everything you do in life.
Beautifully said, Marcello. Thank you so much, mate. You're a, you're a legend. Thank looking you. Forward, looking forward to seeing how you go next week at the uh, the World Championships. And Thank you, mate. Thank you so journey. much. And yeah. meet you, I see meeting people like you is the best part of our sport. Thank you. Yeah, likewise, brother. Thank you. So I'm, yeah, doing this recap of the incredible weekend in Waco. And I would love uh, you all to maybe just introduce yourself and let me know. I think you're all from the local area, but if you could maybe just start with your name and why you volunteered and how you are involved there. So someone start me off. I'm sorry. I'm Annie. And the reason I volunteered is because I will come back to the community. It was an amazing opportunity to watch everyone and help everyone out. Love that. Thank you, Annie. All right. Uh, I'm Sarah. I volunteered with uh, the art club at my school. The uh, art sponsor there is um, actually like he's a runner and he um, is also like connected with our gym. So he invited all of us to come out. And it was a really great opportunity for us to get volunteer hours. And I love going there to see all the athletes compete because they're like so amazing. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Okay, I'm Malia, and I volunteer because my coach asked me to, and so I filled in, and it was a really cool opportunity um, to be runners and help out with the community and actually be involved in something instead of being a couch potato. <laughs> <laughs> Love that, Malia. Thank you. My name is Naomi, and, and why I volunteer at the Iron University. Because I'm a volunteer. I love saving other people and helping out. And I want to become a firefighter and a firefighter and somebody's so close. Maybe someday I will be a medical rocket. I love that. She was so excited that she wrote her answer down. I wasn't even want to forget it. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you for sharing, Naomi. Well, and, and all of you girls, thank you all for, for sharing why. And thank you for being there. I mean, on Saturday for me, I was riding around, soaking up the atmosphere. It was a very hot day. And I stopped at your stall, your, I guess, pit stop there, we'd call it. The aid station is probably the better word. And your energy and your smiles were infectious. You had music playing at the front. I just pulled up. And yeah, it was very cool. And I was very excited to come through on, on Sunday during my race, which was very special. If you wanted to share, I have another question. What was a favorite memory for you on the two days? It was very hot on Saturday, I think like 90 in the nineties. I'm not sure how hot it got on Sunday, but it poured rain at the start. I don't know if I, any of you got caught in the rain, but if anyone wanted to share, you know, their favorite memory of the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, whatever that would be. If Annie, you want to start again or Sarah, Malia, Naomi? Uh, my favorite part of the weekend was probably getting to be with my friends and not only getting to help other people, but having fun with my friends while doing it. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so my favorite part was like the energy that we brought and like on Saturday when we were cheering them on, like somebody had like the music going and like we had pom-poms out, like cheering them on. And it just made it so like fun and affectionate and like 
if I was like running in the race, I like would have loved to come up and see that. So I really wanted to like make that special for like the people like racing. Nice. You sure did. Anyone else? You know what? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> my favorite part of the weekend was meeting you and learning I had met an Australian and impressed my Australian accent. Can you do it for him? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Which one? Okay. Good to say going to the outback. Some shrimp on the I'm going to go out and get in a bobby. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Good morning. Good job. Good job. Helping out, yeah, yeah, and makes new friends. Love that. My favorite part about the um, the day that I had it was um, you up others and um, being around like ever for absence. Yeah, beautiful. Well, girls, thank you so much. It was, yeah, very nice to see. I think I saw I saw two of you on Sunday. I was in a bit of a, a haze there, but, or maybe I saw three of you. I can't remember. Maybe I saw all four of you. No, but that me. <laughs> yes. She had homework. Yeah. Red Bull. Okay. Well, look, thank you all so much. I don't know if I'm going to be back next year, but are you four going to be back volunteering next yeah. year, do you think? Four nods. Look at that. Well. Thank you. God bless because you're very needed. It's very fun weekends. I'll never forget Waco and I might be back at some point, maybe not next year, but yeah, it will forever be in my heart. So thank you all. Thank you all for being guests on the podcast as well. Potentially your first podcast. And uh, yeah, I'll look forward to releasing it. Keep it thank great. you. We love meeting you. And cheerio. Cheers. Cheers. Say cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody in the podcast? Absolutely. <laughs>Thank you, Parker, for uh, for joining me via Zoom. Dude, pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure to have you, bro. We uh, we met out on day well, day one really of the Ironman on Saturday. You were having a look at some bikes. I was there as well. And uh, you had this incredible shirt on that I just had to comment on because I, <laughs> I, I love my shirts. And uh, I was like, bro, where'd you get that shirt? You filled it well as well. You're a fucking athlete. <laughs> athlete. I think you're a model as well. You know, you've got that in yeah. Instagram. So you, you're a guy who takes care of himself. But you are, you know, that brought us together and you were competing as well on, uh, on Sunday. So I'd love to know, yeah, what brought you to Waco? And uh, what number triathlon was this? For you, Ironman triathlon, if you can remember, but if if Ironman or something. Oh man, I I don't know which number race it was. Uh, <laughs> not your first. I, I've been, not your first. No, it wasn't. It wasn't my first try for sure. Yeah. Uh, now, originally, how I got to Waco is uh, it's been a uh, it's Waco and Galveston have been uh, like kind of a bucket list race for me. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I have like registered for races. And then, uh, you know, before 2020, when, you know, no one was really flying anywhere, yeah. I, uh, 
would have a race scheduled and then, oh, hey, uh, you got to fly out for this job. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, it, you you can look at it like, well, I'm losing the money where you're like, well, actually, I'm going to make money. So, yeah. all right, whatever. So this year, funny enough, in uh, December of 2021, I was uh, a, an instructor for a, a fitness studio. I, I've been doing uh, training and coaching for quite a while. And, uh, it was, uh, it's my buddy's place. And, uh, my buddy Jordan asked me, all right, Parker, 2022, one thing that you want to do and you're going to, you're going to state it right here. And I was like, Waco It was the first thing that just came to my mind. And so as I approached the summer, I was like, okay, you know what? I did state that I was going to do it. Yeah. I've been kind of on a maintenance mode for way too long. And I was like, okay, I don't think this old glue is going to keep holding these aesthetics together. And I was like, I, I really need to get back into, you know, like real competitive shape, like to some degree. Okay. So I gave myself all these goals by the time I'm 40, I'll be 38 in December. Yeah. And so with that, trying to make a long story very short, my dad retired from the Houston fire department. He decided to open up this bar barbecue restaurant and bar so next thing we know, we all got pulled into that. So we're all working there, living there. So between that, then trying to prep for Waco and my goal time was 4.30 or faster and and home life and everything else, I just ended up exhausting myself and, and not listening to my own methods <laughs> as a coach. And yeah. it caught up to me. So I kind of buried myself a little bit in, uh, in training and exhaustion. So then I went to my coach. And he's like, let's just retest. Let's just kind of go into zone two for the rest of the year with just a couple of, you know, uppers here and there. And uh, let's just really get a good baseline. That way we can prep for Galveston. So he's like, when you go to Waco, zone two training race, get out there, enjoy it. And I was nailing, I was nailing my zones, keeping it chill. Did like a 138 average on the swim. I, I wanted to be somewhere around 135, 140. I figured that'd be a nice slow kind of build and warm up for the uh for the swim. And then I had to average about a 140 to 145 heart rate for the race, which I was managing on the bike until mile 30. <laughs> wow. Well, we'll get into what happened on mile 30 in a few minutes. So, I'd love, I'd love to know though, you said bucket list item in terms of Waco or Galveston. Why are these two races? From Texas. Okay. Okay. Texas born and bred. Uh, and I was like, Hey, I I've always wanted to do those two races. Uh, I have some other ones that I really want to do, but I was like, I, I really need to, to check these. Okay. Um, so I was so was hoping to finish Waco on Sunday. Yeah. So talk me and through then, what happened. Yeah, you you on the bike, mile what, 40, you said, or 30? Uh, 30. Yeah, so it was around 30. A wet day, like very interesting. Yeah, you could say so. As opposed to uh, the day prior. Yeah, very polar opposite. The day before, people were bowing out because of heat. Uh, I think they said they had a 31% did not finish on Saturday for the full distance because wow. pe uh, people dropping out because of the heat. But yeah, so it's torrential downpour when we get on the bike. And uh, and I told myself, hey, if it starts to rain, don't race. Should have listened. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so I was out on the bike course. I was like, okay, I'm just going to take 
all the turns ex- with extra caution. And but all the you know all the corners have cones. Every time you're coming up to a turn, there's uh, there's at least markers. If it's a turn with a light, you know there's you know police race support. And then just past the second aid station on the bike, there was this downhill into a very quick right left blind right at the top of this hill. And I've raced enough bikes in my past when I lived in New York to realize that should have been a marked corner dry or wet. That corner is way too sharp on uh, at a, you know, at the blind top of the hill. And I came in, I came in hot (laughs) and, and hot, like at a speed that I thought was for, for me, a, a cautious speed going into that hill and coming up. And when I got to the top, I knew it wasn't going to make it. I knew right then, as soon as I crest the top, I was like, <laughs> yeah, wow. Just wasn't going to happen. And then I uh, ended up sliding out. I hit some gravel on the outside and uh, slid all the way off the road and ended up with nine stitches in my arm, four stitches in my hip and some, uh, some other little road rash. But uh, I, the Ironman Med Bay was, they were, they were awesome. They took care of me. Wow, man. What a, what a hectic story. So you like what? 40 miles. Did you say? So uh, I was going down. Yeah. I looked at my uh, watch, like the graph afterwards and the GPS said I had topped at 40 and you see it do this and then. Wow. Because of the wreck. So. Yeah. So a bunch of stitches that yeah must have must have hurt you you mentioned i think on your instagram post that i saw when i first heard heard about it uh yeah that the the crew helped you a lot there was also a guy that stopped his race and came and helped you yes. as well i think you mentioned uh, yeah I, I mentioned i said i would love to be able to like if somebody were to you know six degrees of separation right? i was like there's, there's this guy has to hear of this and get back to him somehow so i can thank him personally yeah. Besides like at the race, I, I mean, he must, he, he definitely saw it because he stopped his bike. He didn't just slow down and say, Hey, you okay. He stopped and he's like, Oh, he's like, dude, are you all right? And I had just hit the, so when I slid and then I hit the, the, the off the road, I clipped all the extra gravel and stuff that was on the side of the road and it launched me over the bike. So the bike was already on the ground, but it just, kind of catapulted me and landed on the other side of the bike and I hit and I, I was like oh my god like the stun I was thinking I'm okay I can get back on the bike I can just kind of ride this out and I looked down and my arm is just you know not to be too gruesome but it, it's pouring out like a like a bottle of water and yeah uh he's like oh I was like nope I'm not okay he this dude I'm gonna go get help and he turned around shot back and then when he came back uh, my direction back to the race course. He said, Hey man, help is on the way. And I just said, thank you so much. Be safe. Have a great race. And, uh, didn't see him again. Uh, and then I actually managed enough, I guess, adrenaline. And I started, I got myself up on my feet and started hobbling down the road, uh, waving caution to a bunch of oncoming riders. And some of the guys and girls that were coming down that hill, same thing. I mean, they were flying. Yeah. And, uh, it was like two or three other people slowed down enough when they heard me and I thought they still weren't going to make it. And they, luckily I gave them just enough caution to where they, they did make the turn, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. 
Well, well done, man. And well done to that guy who stopped to help you. Oh, yeah. And obviously that was uh, clutch. Clutch from him and all the, yeah, all the volunteers out there were, were great. All the race, the race organizers, you know, the medicos helping yep. not only you, but I'm sure a lot of, a lot of other people with those conditions that we faced. I would love to know, you know, ultimately you didn't finish the race, but you've obviously finished in the past and you're going for sub 4.30 Galveston coming up soon. What was your favorite thing about Waco? And I assume you probably want to get back at some point and, and officially tick it off and get that, yeah. get that medal at some point. 2023. <laughs> um, yeah. What was your I don't even care. About it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a nice little town. Uh, I think one of my favorite things about any race, and it, this goes for Waco and anything in the triathlon community, is everybody, you always have like, like less than 1% of people that just have bad attitudes, right? You're, you never fully get away from it. But what I love about every race is how enthusiastic everybody is, how supportive everybody is, how no matter what your abilities are when you're there, everybody's trying to give you positive reinforcement. It doesn't matter like, oh my God, I'm new. Or if somebody's on a a bucketless journey, or they're trying to change their life for health and fitness. And, you know, you can tell like the way that they're presenting themselves and talking about their training or their lead up to it. Like they've built a lot of security in themselves and they're, they're still a little hesitant to how they're going to be uh, perceived. And mm. they always just get positive feedback. You know, it's, it's a very inclusive sport because nobody cares what your background is. Yeah. Like, hey, you're the fastest person out here. Hey, you're the last person that's going to cross the line. And both of those people get the biggest cheers. Yeah. And that's amazing. Like the last person to cross the line gets just as big of a cheer as the first person. Absolutely. And, and there's not many other places where you'll get that. Mm. It's so true. Yeah, I've, I've played soccer for 20 years. I love the game and I love the community that I've played with back home. But I didn't think it would be as special as it was on the weekend. And, you know, I, I rode around on Saturday during the run and just, you know, watched some of the elite runners going at the start. And then, like you said, at the end, and yeah, the cheers were there. It was, it was phenomenal. And on Sunday, got to experience it as an athlete. It was very special. Definitely won't be my last. I'm already planning and looking forward to uh, a few more next year. It's very I even exciting. said that to you. And I was like, just be prepared after this race. You're going to either never going to want to do it again, or you're going to be like, okay, I got to take it up a notch. I, I got to find another race. I got to yeah, get a better bike. I got to get, yeah. You're like, I hired, a, I hired a bike in Austin and like, it was a good bike. It, it served me well, but now I'm like, all right, I need to spend a few thousand dollars. And you know, if I ever come over here again, I'm shipping my bike over and I'm going. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was so much fun, mate. This has been a pleasure. I would love the final sort of question to you is anyone listening who has never done one of these before, if you could talk to them, send them a message, what would you, what would you say? Do it. It's that simple. Just do it. You will find something in yourself that will either tell you to keep going or quit. And it's one of those journeys, whether it's through training or it's through the race itself and maybe you're not actually there to race. You're just out there against you. You're the present you 
completely burying and finishing off the old you of that old chapter. You're like, you're in the ground. This is who I am now. And that's the journey that a lot of people find is they find this whole new inspiration and, you know, they, they get a lot of it from other people, but they start to find their, their own inspiration and their own discipline. And now it's, it's the new pathway. They, they got off the old highway and hopped on a new one. It's just get out there and challenge yourself because mm-hmm. as an individual, Sometimes we find that it is, it becomes our therapy. It becomes our emotional outlet to get out there and train. And you find that solitude. Maybe you're, you like to listen to podcasts. Maybe you like to listen to a book on taper, you know, every now and then just get out there and don't be scared of getting lost in your own thoughts. Don't go with any earphones or whatever. Just get out there and be alone with you. And that can be a scary place. And I have found that that has helped me a lot throughout my life. And, and this, and the whole triathlon journey is just, just do it. Like, what do you have to be scared of? This is the most welcoming community and everybody's got your back. You're the last person to get your back. Everybody else is ready for you. Throw the shoes on a go. Love it, bro. So true. So well said. Thank you. Thank you for your, your thoughts and your time, brother. It was a pleasure to meet you. I'll, I'll put the link as well to the shirt. I found it online. <laughs> that brought us oh, together. Ostroy. Yeah, Ostroy. yeah, Ostroy NYC, man. I'll chuck, <laughs> chuck the link in. I think you mentioned there's like a code as well for a discount. Yeah, just use, just use name. my name, Parker. Beautiful. All yeah, he's a, notes and, uh, yeah. yeah, he's a great guy, Alex. He's been in the cycling world for a very, very many years. Uh, started this brand just you know, indirectly designing the kits for his teams that were his teams. And uh, I actually started off racing for his team. That's how I met him. Mm. And he has just grown with that community and just all around, just really nice guys. So it's like, he makes good stuff and it's good people behind it. So I'm like, how would you not want to support this? Yeah. Love it. Looking forward yeah. to getting get my hands on that shirt, getting in it. See if I look as good as you in it. I doubt it, but uh... oh, dude, everybody looks good in that shirt, man. <laughs> Rock it. It's one of the things about fashion. Tell people, I'm like, don't think about if you don't look good in it. If you want to rock something, rock it as if you don't have it on. Just enjoy the clothes. That type of confidence. Wear the clothes. Don't let the clothes wear you. So good. Look at this. We're turning this into a fashion fucking. <laughs> That's just life, Something. though. It's just life. Like, no, that is life. That is so true. It's all mindset. I love it, mate. Parker, it was a pleasure to meet you, to chat. Thank you so much. Oh, bro. my pleasure, man. My pleasure. I'm very keen to get something on the calendar, whether it's back out here in the States with you folks. Like, I'd love to come and do another one with a bunch of guys again. Um, but yeah, obviously being from Australia, it's maybe a little bit more challenging to fly back. But uh, yeah, definitely. They're doing back home. So cool, man. I just, I just really listened to, uh, do you remember I had the microphone out Saturday morning? Yeah. Yeah. I just listened back to that, uh, which is very cool. Already got like eight or nine interviews, which totals about an hour worth of audio with people. So excited to release that uh, later today. But yeah, obviously wanted to chat with you. Didn't get to sort of really see you after the event on, on Sunday. I think it's probably fair to say that maybe the race didn't go entirely to plan, but bro, you are an absolute warrior. Like you got back out, well, you got, you stayed on the course despite I think missing that bike cutoff. But 
Yeah, just talk me through like yeah. what the event was like because I think from watching on the sideline the swim, that was the only leg that we sort of saw you entirely. I think you started like slowly and then all of a sudden, dude, you just powered through the fucking field on that swim. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like, you know, going into, going into race week, my, I've got a 16 year old son. He came back from his mom's house last weekend and her whole family had the flu and he brought it back to my house and I got sick. I started feeling bad on Tuesday. Yeah. started getting body, body aches and, and muscle cramps. And I was like, Oh no, not on, not on race week, you know, but, yeah. uh, but I ended up, ended up feeling pretty good by Friday. I, get, I got past that. I tried to go to sleep Friday night and I just kept thinking about the race. I ended up getting one hour of sleep before mm-hmm. the race. <clears throat> so I went into it. I was a little thrown off mentally, but once I got started, I was fine. So yeah, like the swim, like you said, man, I, I got in that water. The water was cold. I didn't have a wetsuit on. It kind of took my breath away at first. So I got in there and just kind of did a breaststroke, started off slow, and then eventually caught my breath, and uh, I was able to take off. And I had my fastest 2.4-mile swim that day. I think my previous swim time was one hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. That day I finished in like an hour and 39 minutes. So it was my fastest swim time. Man, I felt pretty good. I felt good getting on the bike, taking off. But man, that, that day was that bike was tough, dude. It was, I think it was 95 degrees, yeah. man. We had like 15 mile per hour winds hitting us the whole time. So yeah, it was, it was a tough, it was a grind getting through the bike ride. Yeah, dude. I couldn't imagine doing that bike, that loop a second time, which is mm. ultimately what you had to do. And in that heat, yeah, like we had our own heavy mm. conditions on, on the Sunday with that rain. But yeah, I think the heat would have definitely been worse uh, to be out there for or whatever you were out there for in the end, six to seven odd hours. Yeah, it must have been brutal. Well done on that swim, man. That was that's impressive. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And that's that's one thing I so I had trouble with the swim when I did my first sprint uh, a couple of months ago. So you can you can ask Ryan. Like I had trouble with that five hundred yard swim. Not 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 from a physical standpoint, from just from a mental standpoint of being out there in the open water with other swimmers. And I kind of panicked my first time. Mm. So that that's something that I've worked on. You know, I've done two open water swims like every week since and just really put a lot of time into that. Yeah, man, that, that bike ride was it was a grind for sure. My normal time, like I should have I should have done 100 miles in seven hours yeah. or 112. I should have done it, you know, in about seven and a half hours. It took me eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just the wind dealing with the winds uh, really, really set me back. But on the, I was almost done. I was right behind Boyd. So I was going through the, the very last intersection before you get to the finish line. And the run course was to the right on that trail. Yeah. So I was just riding and I got to the intersection and I looked up and I saw an arrow pointing to the right, which ended up being for the runners to follow. Mm. So I made a wrong turn right at the end. Oh. It cost me about five minutes. And then I came in two minutes past the cutoff. So if it wasn't for that turn, I would have made the cutoff. So, yeah, they, they ended up taking my timing chip. Yeah, but they let me keep running. So, which was kind of mentally, it kind of, it kind of hit me because I didn't know and the guy didn't make it very clear. Cause I asked him, you know, can I still get a medal? Can I still actually finish? Yeah. And he was like, he's like, well, you have two minutes to go. Like you have to get changed and go, or I'm going to pull you off. So I never got an answer to that. He just told me I could keep running if I wanted to. Yeah. See, so yeah, man, I took off running, ended up catching up with Boyd a few minutes later. And we spent the last, I think it was four hours together in the dark. 
suffering. <laughs> wow. What was it like out on the course at that time? Because, you know, I think it's like I'm trying to do the mental maths of what time you would have been out there on the run. But, yeah, you say it's in the dark. There were aid stations every mile on that course. But were there people out that late? Like, what was it like? Yes. So we started the run probably about, I want to say, around 6 p.m., something like that. It was There was still a little bit of daylight left. Yeah. Yeah, so there were, you know, aid stations every mile. There were the, – the run course is, you know, it's a 13-mile uh, – 13.1 mile course, so it's two loops. So you had people out there on the first loop, and you had all the people out there that were still on the second loop. <clears throat> so there were quite a few people out there for, uh, for most of it. Yeah. yeah, man, it was just uh, – man, at that point, I was, you know, I, I was suffering a little bit. I had some uh, – had some trouble with my feet going into the race. And they, my right foot really got agitated on the bike. It was pretty swollen by the time I started the run. I don't know if you talked to Boyd, but man, he had trouble. He had trouble from the beginning. He was going through a lot of stuff. So we were both kind of suffering. He had it much worse than me for sure. Yeah, man, we, we started off, we started off running and that turned into a run walk and then eventually turned into just a walk Mm. for the rest of it. But, um, but man, yeah, we, we went 13.1 miles. That's one thing we decided like, like, Hey, we can't let the other guys have bragging rights on us and go <laughs> further than us. So we had to push it out to the 13.1. Yeah. Nice. So you did a lap huge. I mean, yeah, for me being there, it was, it was like they, when they took us through that Baylor university toward the end of the run or the end of the loop, I was like, where are they taking us? Like, it just seemed to never end, but it was so cool to be out there. I actually went back the next day and just had a walk around because it's like, I've never seen anything like that. Universities back home for me are not that big, especially in a town like Waco. It seems like people think that it's a small town here in the US, but that would be considered a big town for me back home, which is pretty cool. So yeah, taking us through those spots were were pretty special. I was sort of just in my head though, like going, okay, got to get to this point, got to get to that point. Didn't know where I was going. You were there with Boyd on that run. You mentioned other people there, but it's getting dark. What were you sort of telling yourself as you were going through it? Was there like, I don't know, a mantra? Were you, yeah. What, what got you ultimately through that, through that run? Man, I, th- I think being able to push it, you know, stick it out till 13.1, for both me and Boyd were being there with each other. Cause yeah, man, you know, it got dark and then you had the people, you had the faster guys that were finishing up their second lap and then they were off the course. So, you know, those last two hours we were out there, we would have long stretches where it would just be us two. You know, we wouldn't really see anybody else except for at the aid stations. But yeah, you know, I think just having, I think just being there with Boyd and knowing that he had it worse off than me. Um, yeah, man, we were just, you know, we didn't really have any plan to to stop. We, we were going to keep pushing until I think they were going to, you know, pull everybody off around 1230 uh, that night. So, so yeah, we were, man, we were just pushing. We were just going, watching, we were watching our uh, watches, looking at the time, seeing how much we had left. Um, and it, it, man, it was just a grind. Like we were going to, we were going to keep going until we couldn't go anymore, basically. Yeah, empty the tank. I feel like you did. Boyd certainly did. I did get to speak with him yesterday. And yeah, you know, the fact that you and him were there, you know, supporting us that next morning after what you went through on the day, I think speaks volumes of you both. So thank you, mate, for that. And, you know, thanks for 
for yeah welcoming me essentially to your country you know that friday when i met you down there in the water and i'm I, like i met just about everyone else i'd met boyd the night before literally yeah. and i feel like you know we all came together we didn't know how it was going to go and we just fucking as i say emptied that tank and uh now you know excited for what's to come you signed up for for the full 10 weeks out Boyd sort of talked you into it, which is amazing. You mentioned that on Saturday pre-race. I would love to know what's next for you. You mentioned, yeah, wanting to maybe get something on the calendar. What are you thinking? Man, and I have to give Boyd credit real quick. You yeah. know, uh, you know, the, the, on the last two hours of that run, you know, what he had gone through that whole day, <clears throat> he, uh, he should have been in the hospital, honestly. He, he, he should have been in the hospital, but he refused to go. You know, I, tr- I try, I talked to him about it a little bit and I was like, Hey man, you know, when we get done, we should really go check you into medical and, you know, just let them give you an IV, give you some fluids. But he was like, no, he's like, you know, if I go there, they're not going to let me leave and I'm going to miss, you know, being out there for the guys the next morning. So, mm. but that, that's, you know, in those last hours, that's what was on his mind and that, you know, that speaks a lot about his character for sure. Yeah. But yeah. You know, ne- next for me, I'm definitely doing another full. When I, when I was on the last around around mile 100 of the bike ride, I was thinking, man, I'm going to throw this bike in the river. I'm never going to ride again. This sucks way too bad. <laughs> but um, man, once I got done the next day, I was like, I was like, man, I have to go back. I have to go finish what I started. Yeah. And uh, and I and really, I kind of fell in love with triathlons that weekend. I mean, it was such a such a fun experience, such a fun time being out there with you guys. And just the energy out there was crazy. Like it was so much fun. So yeah, I, you know, I'm looking at different, different uh, foals next year. Alaska, the timing of Alaska looks really good for me. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out. I have to talk to Boyd and see what he's doing. Um, Dude, it does for me too. I was looking at it. I was like, Alaska in August looks like it could be a goer. So I love that you're saying that. Yeah, so that I mean that would be perfect, perfect timing for me, honestly. So I'm I'm thinking maybe a 70.3 in the spring, maybe doing the full in Alaska or really wherever you guys go, wherever wherever everybody else signs up for, that's where I'm going. Yeah, Daniel, he's he signed up for a marathon on December 3rd yeah. in Memphis, which is like two hours away from me. So I think I'm gonna do that with him. So yeah, that you know, that'll be next for me. And then after that, I'll be looking at a 70.3 and a full. Amazing. Love to hear it, mate. Well, thank you for your, your time sharing, you know, meeting you was yeah, a pleasure and I look forward to it again at some point, maybe Alaska next year. Any final thoughts, any message you might want to send to someone listening who's never done something like this, but maybe, you know, thinking, what would you, what would you say to them? Yeah, definitely. So any, anybody thinking about it, I would say, do it, just, just do it. It's um, you know, it's a lot of work, a lot of training, but when you get to the event, it pays off. It's so much fun, especially if you go with other guys. And for me, like I trained completely by myself, you know, every run, every swim, every bike ride, and I was by myself, but it pays off when you get, when you show up and everybody else is out there, you know, given everything they have, it's uh, it's, it's a real fun time. Definitely worth everything you're going to go through leading up to it. Love it, mate. Well said. It's been a pleasure, Jared. Look forward to, uh, to chatting more in the, in the weeks and months to come, bro. All right, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Hope you had a good time here in the States and uh, can't wait to, to race with you again, man.
So, mate, you're feeling – I mean, you had a massive weekend. We recorded uh, something on Saturday morning, you might remember, as you were lining up for the swim. But you're the reason why I came to Waco. I had one of the best weekends of my life in, in 30 years of living on this planet. So thank you for that. But, yeah, in terms of yourself, the weekend maybe didn't go as initially planned, but uh, I still think it was a huge success. But talk me through – from your point of view, what happened? Yeah, first off, you're 100% right, man. No matter what would have happened from the physical standpoint, the races and all that, man, the, the weekend was a 100% success. And I agree with you. It was one of the best weekends of my life. Um, getting to meet and interact with people in person that I've only met online, right? And you from literally across the planet. And I mean, you were you were the... Uh, you were the second one that got there. Jared got there first and you got there and, you know, you and I had a taco together and I just thought that was, that was really cool, man. And uh, it, it really set in over the last couple of days, you know, once we were there, it was weird because I, like I said in a tweet earlier, I felt like we all knew each other yeah. like that. It There was not that like, uh, if this is the first time I've met, met you and met Daniel and John and Jared and Caleb and, and Mike, you know, and Cody, it just felt like I just got I was hanging out with old friends again. Right. So that was, that was in, incredibly special for me. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it I, I, I've been cautious about talking about it. Right. And I, you know, about bringing it up because it doesn't matter really for me, what happened. I woke up. So I got there Thursday and admittedly I eat like the same three or four things every single day. I yeah. mean, I don't, my, my nutrition doesn't deviate a whole lot. So one thing I would advise anybody on doing that I train was like, you don't ever change anything the week of. Right. And, and that wasn't my intention. It wasn't my plan to do that. And obviously I did went out, we had that big giant meal on yeah. Friday night. Right. And I woke up Saturday and I, I don't, I, you know, you can tell, I think, you know, I, I was in pretty good spirit Saturday morning. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily feel nerves. Right. Uh, you know, I just, I, I mean, I get excited, but I'm always kind of up here. Right. So, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I also, I had the ability to relax, but Saturday morning when we woke up, I, I just didn't, I didn't, I, I, I didn't have an appetite, which is totally not me. Right. I, I just thought like, well, whatever, you know, I mean, I'll suffer through it. I ate probably maybe a third of what I normally would eat for an Ironman, maybe a quarter of what I normally eat. I had the plan of having my normal breakfast, but also having oatmeal as well, which I do eat no oatmeal before I do something like, you know, long and intense. Right. Yeah. Nothing wanted to go down. Nothing. Right. I mean, I, so I was like, oh, I'll eat a banana kind of wing it. Right. I, I'll be fine. Once I get on, you know, once I get out of the water and get on the bike course, I'll be able to, you know, I'll be able to catch up on calories. That's one thing I coach people on is don't ever get behind. Right. Don't ever, don't ever fall behind, especially on something as intense as an Ironman or a hundred, right? I spoke to a lot of people preparing to run hundreds. And that's why I'm like, Hey, you got to stay on top of it. You can't fall behind. Right. Yeah. So my stomach felt like it just felt like I had a brick in it again. I just like, whatever, I'll be fine. I can suffer. Right. So jumped in the water. Um, and within a hundred, I mean, a minute, I mean, a couple of minutes, right. I just felt like something's my stomach's not right. I was like, I, I was like, my heart rate shot up, you know, which happens in a race. So it wasn't a big deal. I pulled up and I was like the first, I don't think I threw up on the first time I stopped, but I felt like I was going to. Right. 
So I stopped again pretty soon after and kind of lost it, like everything. And it was the food I had eaten the night before, the chicken and pasta. You know, I had some bacon and a lot of grease and cheese in it, I guess, right? Yeah. It was exactly what I had eaten. Um, so I just, I, I would swim a little bit and I'd feel that, that, that thought of come throwing up. So the first man, 800,000 yards, you know, 800,000 yards was a lot of throwing up. And I, I, I was like, okay, I can throw up from my back. Right. So at some point I was just swimming through it. Right. And I, I come around a corner and then the, the, my, my kayak lady is like, you need to get out of the water. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not tapping. Yeah. And she said, well, I'm staying with, you, okay. And I was like, man, this lady's an angel, right? And I talked to her. Uh, I talked to her throughout, and she's like, and she's like, I never seen anything like this. Me and me and DT could hear you talking to her. We followed you the whole way. Yeah, that swim, and yeah, we we couldn't hear the exact things, but there were moments where yeah, you were shouting something, or it sounded like you were cracking jokes at one point. Like yeah, your spirits still seemed high, but we could tell something was happening. We weren't sure what. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the river's quite wide, and we were, you know, maybe a hundred or so meters away. But yeah, we could tell. But it, it was interesting to watch. But yeah, yeah. So I, I called her my angel, and she's like, "You're the hero. I've never seen anything <laughs> like this." I was like, "I'm not a hero, right? I'm, 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 I'm hurting." So I just kind of like, okay, I'll just stay. You know, I'll just, just keep going, keep pushing, right? Got out of the water. Uh, realized I had. The, the race director, I know her, right? So she she knows that I'm, you know, I'm pretty good on the bike. She uh, she escorted me. I was the last one out of the water. And yeah. it was crazy. People going crazy, right? Yeah. I never in a million years think I'd be the last one out of the water. But, you know, did, I... Did you hear people? Because I got video footage. I was on the bridge as you yeah. came. There was hundred, easily 100 people going wild as yeah, you were getting to the yeah. end. That was powerful, man. I Because uh, I felt like hell dude but I, I was like i wasn't even sure if i was gonna make it right that's you know so i was I, I i heard it man and i was like holy shit to not tear up at that point was like was tough man i mean i was like all these i don't know any of these people right you're not those aren't my people right yeah. i mean they're my people in a way but they don't know me so she she goes hey you've got to be out of transition in about nine and a half minutes she tells me this right nine minutes and dude it's a it's a half mile from getting out of the water right and i was so when I started throwing up, man, the first, when I first started throwing up, my ribs cramped up like all the way down. Like, dude, it, that's the worst pain imaginable, especially in the water. And I thought, okay, my stomach's not cramping, but I never thought like, you know, I, I've cramped bad in the water before, but I never like thought like, how do you drown by cramping? Well, I kind of figured it out, right? Cause then my, my hamstrings were next, my feet cramped, my calves, everything, my whole body was just a cramp. And it, it felt like it was almost loosening up, but there was pain. So my whole thought was, at what point does it seize up to where I can't move? Because I was there. I thought, so I get out of the water and I realize I got to go a half mile and I got about nine and a half minutes to change everything, right? Get, and then get to my bike, which is another, you know, it's a bit out there, right? So you're running pretty close to a mile to get to the bike start, right? Yeah. I was dying, right? And uh so I get out and I run in and I, I so I'm hurting, but like just on the, that little run actually loosened me up a little bit, right? Just yeah. getting out of the water. So I, I run in, I don't have time. I know that I'm short on time. So I, so I, I, I don't, I don't dry. I'm like, I, I can't dry. I don't have time. I didn't put any chamois cream on, right? I'm still wet. I, I don't, I don't, I don't grab all my hydrate, all my hydration and my nutrition. I just grab, I have a sandwich bag and normally <laughs> I'd get out. It's like a gallon sandwich bag, which is too big to put in a kit. 
right? So normally I would break it up. On the outsides, I would put, this is the stuff I need now. In the middle stuff, I'll need later. I didn't have time, right? And I'll put like some of the things in my, in my, in my arrow bar hydration, right? I was like, I'll figure this shit out later. <laughs> I didn't put socks on, which I can do with or without, but I knew that like I, 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 my feet were still wet. And I was like, yeah, this is going to, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So I get on the bike and almost immediately my quads were like, they're like, no, you're not pedaling hard. Right. So I get up and I, I, I felt like, uh, I felt like my brakes were rubbing. It's just a sound my bike was making, but I guess that was like something sap on the road was causing some weird sound that, that, uh, and like, and there was like a group of people stopped, like, why are my brakes rubbing? And they're telling people it's not your brakes. And I was like, okay. I was like thinking like, yeah, you're fucking kidding me. If my brakes are rubbing, I, I, that's never happened. Right. And I started taking my tire on, right. It wasn't. So I get up, you know, I get on the course and then my, I hit a bump and that bag of my hydration stuff just flies out. Right. And, and, and I like, I, I can't stop. I mean, I probably should looking back and I heard it just bust and go all over the road. So I'm like, okay, now I'm on course nutrition, but I had, I'd taken the base salt out because I knew I was, I was cramping. So I started, I started putting on base salt pretty heavily. Now, my stuff had set out in my hydration stuff for a minute and it was mm. warm already by the time I got on the bike. So that stuff was already like hot. Right. Wow. So I start drinking and I'm like, yeah, this is nasty, but I like, I know I've got to hydrate. <laughs> so I would drink a little bit and what I drink and I would throw up like 10 times more. I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know how I've got all this in my stomach, <laughs> but I'm just throwing up. It's mostly bile and water. Right. So I just kept throwing up. Uh, probably the first 20 or 30 miles on the bike, I was just throwing up nonstop. Right. Wow. And I was like, I don't know, it's got to stop at some point. And I would throw up and I would laugh. I was like, this is fucked up because at my point, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, dude, what else can go wrong? Right. So I crossed the Brazos for the first time and uh, I get a flat. Right. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding. Me. Right. So, but my, uh, before that, right before that, I couldn't get my bike and I just got my bike tuned. Right. And I've never, my bike is, I, I take extreme, I take a really good care of my bike. Yeah. Like my derailleur had gotten stuck. So I couldn't get my bike out of the hard gear. My quads were cramped. Right. So I get off the bike, change my tire. And I'm like, man, I'm about to throw that fucking bike in the Brazos. I'm really <laughs> close saying, you know what, this bitch is gone. Right. So I get off and thank God the, the, the technician comes right up on me. Right. And I said, he said, what's up, man? You need help. And I was like, I got the tire. My derailleur stuck. I can't get my bike out of hard gear. That was probably on that way for maybe two, maybe a mile or two. Right. So he fixed it like 10 seconds, whatever it was. I was just, you know, I was in it. Right. So I, yeah. I and I don't know if I can fix it or not, but I, I but I fixed the tire, hit it with CO2. He actually had a pump. So we checked the pressure. I was awesome. good. Right. So took off. Uh, it was a, it, it was a, it, it was a, uh, I had, I did have like a little, one of those little burr briar things in my fucking wheel. So that's what caused that. I mean, I guess a lot of people were getting those too early. Yeah. So I got off this pedal, man. And I, at that point, my legs were, I just, they weren't loosening up. They were getting worse. So my quads would cramp. And then like, I was like, I can't get an arrow because my side was cramping. My hips were cramping. So I had to stay off. Right. Which is not a way I'm used to riding. That made my triceps cramp really, really, really bad. So I was just nonstop I, for a second. Arrow set up. I was holding, sitting straight up for a while. And I just pedaled, right? And I, I remember when I got to 
when I got to the first aid station, I tried to lost my, lost my nutrition. I'm still throwing up at that point, but I'm like, I'm, I'm so excited to get, get there. And I'm like, put as much ice as you can in my shirt, just put it in my shirt. And they're like, I just poured ice down my shirt. <laughs> Cause I was hot. I it was, was like, so hot on Saturday. It was yeah, wild. So, yeah. I, I posted my heart rate stuff. I, I was sitting at about 180 probably for the first hour on my heart rate. I'm 46 years old. My heart should not be beating at 180, which my heart, I did, I do sprints. My heart goes to 160, right? The whole bike, I averaged 159 heart rate, right? Mm -hmm. And and I couldn't, I could not pedal. I just couldn't. So, I mean, I averaged less than 15 miles an hour on that bike. That's a bike ride. Even in my first Ironman, when I was, I mean, I I was, I wasn't completely anywhere near trained like I I currently am. I did that bike ride sub six my first one. Right. Yeah. So I could not pedal. I had nothing in my legs and I, I didn't see a lot of people because I, I started so far behind. Yeah. And uh, so I pushed through that just on course, on course nutrition and it was hot. Right. And there's no sh- and whatever. I, I live in Texas, but I, you know, but I mean, not having any hydration, probably midway through the bike. No, I couldn't even drink water. I was like, whatever. I, I knew I knew what that meant. I knew that that was going to be, you know, that was going to that was going to fuck things up really bad. So I, I, I pedal, I pedal through, I made the 112, made the cutoff to get on the, to get on the run. My legs were done. I could not, I got, I got out to run. I found out that Jared, I hadn't seen Jared. So I was like, I don't know when I passed him or how I passed him, but he had made a wrong turn. So he missed by cutoff. So I come out, I find out, you know, I want to know if Tennessee won, to beat Alabama, right? Cause that was going on. I need, I need something in my life. And I, I was getting updates throughout the day. So I knew it was 49, 49 at one point. And then probably, <laughs> Probably a mile into it, Jared comes running up to him. He doesn't have his timing chip, but he came out to find me. Before he and I got in the water, we said, start together, we both finish, right? Yeah. And he found me, and that meant so much to me. It meant so much that he was out there. He didn't have to be out there. I mean, he had, I mean, he was, day was over. I mean, it, he could have rested and got his legs up. But he first thing he says, he goes, you're about 10 seed game. And I said, did we lose? And he just had a smile, and he goes, No. And I was like, you got it. We won. He said, yeah, 5249. So I was ecstatic, right? So <laughs> like, all right, let me push it a little bit. I tried to run. I just could There was nothing. I mean, I couldn't. I mean, my legs were, I was walking completely straight leg. Um, stayed on, I mean, I'd go pull up, you know, get a little bit of water and I'd try to drink a little bit. I, and I realized I had pee, right? I didn't pee at all, right? Which is not a fucking good sign, right? You peed in the water and that was the last time, right? Wow, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, so stayed out as long as I mean I could. I mean my legs were just fucking done, and at the midway mark it was like, nah, I can't. I mean I really, I mean talk about forty percent rule or whatever, they were done. My legs weren't going to take another step. So yeah. uh, I was crabbed. They were they were they were they were they were uh, spasming really really. You could see them. I mean plain as day, jerking and, and twitching and everything. Yeah, everything everything was yeah. done at that point. So went home. You know I I tried you know tried to hydrate up a little bit that night and uh plan was you know was like um hey was let you know, let, let's let's see how i feel in the morning because i'd still like to i'd still like to go out there with you guys and uh, i just knew there was absolutely zero chance to you know so went went about the next day woke up and i was like when i realized what time it was I was like shit i gotta get over to transition at least see you guys off right so yeah i mean uh they, they weren't gonna let me go to that starting line to begin with but went over found you guys. I got my stuff out, right. Found you guys. And, uh, yeah, I spent all day. I was like, we'll see you guys out of the water. And then I got to get an IV. 
right? I have to go get an IV. So I did that, got saline, got some electrolytes, didn't feel any better. They were like, you may need, my blood pressure was fucked up, right? They're like, you may need to go to the ER. And I'm like, well, can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So went out and went out and saw you guys get out of the water. I mean, sorry, came back, watched everybody finished. Um, in between there, also went for a second IV. They wouldn't give me a full bag, but they gave me a, they gave me a electrolytes, a lot of magnesium. Yeah. Some vitamins and stuff. I, I still felt like shit. Had a headache all day, which is to be expected. Yeah. But got to, but it, but it didn't matter, man. Watching you guys finish, <clears throat> man, watching you and your incredible time finishing five hours, five and a half hours, man, was just, that was, you know, it made it all better, man. And to uh, get to <laughs> hang out, spend time with you guys and such a, you know, such a high point for you guys, man. Listen, I, I, I didn't think about, I wasn't thinking about me at that point. It never crossed my mind. So, you know, went home slept, uh, got up, went and had breakfast with Daniel, uh, and then headed back, got back yesterday. Um, went and had some blood work done. No, not yesterday, Monday. Went and had some blood work drawn, got another IV, uh, chilled, relaxed most of the day. Doctor called me, doctor called me this morning, like, dude, your kidney function is not looking real good. So I was like, I, I, I felt that, but I was like, I think I'm a little better now. Check my blood pressure this morning. It's very, yeah, pretty much back to normal. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, slept most of yesterday. I um I, I'd wake up for like 10 or 20, 30 minutes at a time, but I was basically in bed all day yesterday. Wow. Yeah. And uh yeah, so up now, up moving around. Uh finally took a shower. <laughs> uh, I showered Monday, but uh yeah, I didn't yesterday, man. It was not that well, I didn't that was the last thing in the world. Yeah, but I mean other than that, I'm fine, man. I um uh, I've got Moving forward, everybody's like, oh, you know, what's your next race? Like, I, I, I'm i going to pick a race pretty quick. I've got to close on my house, you know, very soon, yeah. uh, in the next month. So I'll be doing that. I've got, I've had three hernias that I've been putting off. Uh, two of them for years I've been putting off getting fixed. But one in my groin, wow. that makes everything hurt. So I'm going to get my groin patched up. My goal is to get that done fast uh, so we can start healing. The other two, I mean, I don't know if they'll do all three of them at a time. I haven't haven't had that discussion with doctors yet. But, uh, yeah, less from these bones, these cracked feet and stuff, let this heal and get back at it, man. So, yeah, I'm excited. To, I'm excited for whatever's next, whatever I figure out. It's, it's phenomenal, mate. You basically answered all of the things I wanted to, wanted to ask you there. So I appreciate all of that. You know, you, you got out on that run, you went halfway. I couldn't imagine doing a second lap of that course, which is what you ultimately had to do on the ride in the, in the heat. Like we did it in the rain, which had its own challenges, but doing it in the heat would have been outrageously tough. The run was tough enough. It had a few nice inclines. You know, the fact that you were there Sunday morning, you know, I knew that it was going to be a challenge to even see you there the fact that you were there in such high spirits you were taking photos with us you know it meant so much to me and I know the other guys and I think it just speaks huge volumes about you as a man as a character you know you brought us all there so thank you mate I will never forget yeah that weekend and I yeah. feel like for me it's just unlocked my love of this sport of competitive Ironman triathlete racing, whether it's competitive or not, essentially like I yeah, had a time in my head of what I wanted to do and I'm me and I'm competing against that. And when I got off my bike, I knew that if I had a really good run, I would be able to do that goal, which was sub six. And I, I was stoked with my time and, you know, everyone's at different points, but ultimately my favorite thing was what you mentioned at the start, which was 
coming together with strangers that day on Friday, when I got out of the car, we were all going for a swim. I met Caleb and Dan for the first time. I didn't even know who Dan was. He was one of Caleb's mates. I walked down to the, the lake. You're there with DT in the water. You guys had just met like you absolutely summed it. Like we all felt like just boys straight away, like good mates, best mates from that moment. And yeah, it was very special, mate. So thank you for, uh, for making that happen. Yeah, man. Like, like I said, I, that, it was, uh, it was, it was a special weekend. Like I said, regardless, you know, obviously this was the forefront of my, of my existence for seven months, <laughs> right? but I'm not disappointed. I'm, it, it, there's, there's parts I'm disappointed about, but sure. had I, had I said fucking in the water? Yeah. I'd never forget. I'd never forgive myself, but yeah, I mean, even dude, even if I didn't race, bro, even if something happened and I couldn't even get to the starting line, seeing you guys and, and just sharing that with you guys. I mean, I, you, I've talked to most of you and that you hear that, that like it, the passion, dude, it's, 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 it's a great sport and competing against yourself and you're competing against the elements, bro. Mm. You know, I mean, it, it's, it, it reminds me that in that aspect of golf, right? No two days are the same. Yeah. You know, you're never the same. We see the drastic change in, in climate from, from Saturday to Sunday. Two, two totally different challenges. Uh, and not one wasn't easier or harder. It was just different, right? I mean, it was it was crazy, man. So I, I'm glad that if not if, if I if if anybody's giving me, you know, credit for introducing them to that, then then that's great. That 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 makes me very happy. And for you to know that now a 70.3, bro, it's not silly. And it may, when I said that to you on your podcast so many months ago, and it seemed crazy, right? Now it's just like, what's next, right? So to, yeah, uh, man. to, open, to open up that and to uh, to know that, you know, to see how well you did it. And everybody was like, oh, did you know he was going to do that? I'm like, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, man, Look, I surprised uh, myself, mate, but no, you're a fucking, you're a gem. You are an absolute king. I mean, you met Mike McMahon, who was a, I guess, a teammate of mine from tribal training, coach Ryan Dreyer. He came up, I introduced myself to him the morning we were about to get in the swim. He's like, is that Boyd Myers? Like he wanted to come over and meet you, like just from knowing you on Twitter, it was crazy. So yeah, mate, it was so good. I'm looking forward to the next time I can either get over here to the States for a, for another Ironman event, or maybe, have you guys come out to Australia or even somewhere else? Like I was looking up some dates. There's Brazil next year. I know Alaska is obviously part of America, but that's somewhere where I don't think anyone lives, you know, at least from our crew. I know plenty of people live there or right. just like two people from Alaska, <laughs> but yeah, in the next event that we're all come together. I know it's going to happen at some point. I'm already excited for it. So uh, yeah, man, excited for that. Yeah, man. And, and obviously it goes without saying wherever I'm at, I'm not going to be in this house much longer, but uh, wherever I'm at, brother, you've always got somewhere to stay. I mean, if it, it may be a, it may be a front seat of a car, but uh, <laughs> you know, no matter where I'm at, bro, you've always got a place to stay in America. Nah, cheers, brother. Well, likewise, when you uh, eventually come down to Australia for, for the Great. Ironman down here sometime, mate, final message, any thoughts to, someone listening, anyone listening who maybe hasn't done an event like this and, you know, you don't have to do an Ironman, you don't have to do a 70.3, 
you know, there was a guy back home for me in Australia who recently ran from coast to coast, 4,000 kilometers in 40 odd days, seven weeks, phenomenal effort. But you don't have to do these things to push yourself is, is my point of view. You don't have to do, you've got to find a thing for you. But what's, what's your thoughts on people listening to this who maybe want to get into something like this? Man, you're capable of more than you know, and don't worry. Listen, when you start doing hard things, when you start pushing it, I'm, I'm the prime example. At some point, I mean, it's okay. If you it, if you push it and you don't get exactly where you want to be, and I'm not telling you, I'm not, listen, the last thing I'm telling you is fucking plan for, you know, for not making it, mm. but shit happens, right? There's no shame. There's nothing. I don't, and I knew there's going to be fucking people chirping at me. I don't care, right? Doesn't <laughs> matter. Go and find your hard right? Find whatever it is. For me at one point, that was doing an Ironman. Hell, and this this weekend, today, I mean, Saturday, that was completing an Ironman. But, you know, there's days when a 10-mile run is brutal. And then there's days where I can run 50 miles, right? Or I can run way further than that, right? It doesn't matter, right? I know that day in and day out, when you're planning to do something huge, you, there's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the culmination, right? But, what you gain in those days when you don't feel perfectly, when that first mile is bitch, your legs are talking to you and your heart, you're like, you can't get it down. You learn so much about yourself. And if you just, when, when you make it to the finish line, when you make it to the starting line, right? The finish line is a beautiful place. It's great. And it's so exciting. But when you make it to the starting line, by that point, you've already won. You've already overcome so much. And no matter what happens at the race, it's formality, right? That you finish it, right? And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you that now I wouldn't have loved to have done the Texas two-step and finished both those races. But man, by the time I got there, I it I was I'm at peace with it, right? So challenging yourself day in and day out to ultimately reach a specific goal, man. There's so much satisfaction in it, right? And to push yourself through that suffering. And then on race day, if you hopefully you don't suffer, right? But yeah. if you do, man, you get to learn so much about yourself. And there's no, there's money can't buy that. You can't, I and and, and no one, I can't, Ren can't, we can't teach this, right? This is something you will learn more about yourself with just that investment of energy and time than you could ever purchase. And I'd invite anybody anybody, whatever it is, like he said, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be an Ironman. It doesn't have to be running across Australia or United States, man. It could just be getting your ass to a 5k, right. Mm -hmm. Or running that first mile for that first time or, or whatever. Right. So I implore you just beg any, everybody that's listening, make a decision, go out, take a fucking shot, right. You're going to fucking miss sometimes, but that's okay. So uh, you'll come out better on the other side. Amen, brother. It's been a pleasure. And I know we're going to have many more chats in the years to come, bro. Looking forward to the next time we link up. Boyd Myers, you're a fucking king. Cheers, bro. I love you, brother. Thank you. Love you too, mate. So there you have it. Another episode of The Hope Initiative. One that is a bit different than all the rest, but one that I yeah will definitely be listening back to in the years to come. Thank you for all the contributors, everyone who shared their thoughts so generously, their time, 
their you know care and love throughout this weekend and also previously and you know I could I could speak and share many stories about the whole weekend it was it was really special but that man that I ended on Boyd Myers I do just want to make another special note I know I said a few things obviously in the conversation with him but if it wasn't for a conversation with him which was an earlier episode of the Hope Initiative I wouldn't have come to Waco I wouldn't have really known about it it wouldn't have been on my radar and despite the fact that he didn't finish the weekend the way he intended I think it doesn't matter it absolutely speaks volumes of the man to have brought you know men from around the country to to do this event uh, to basically create a space where you know me coming from another country felt comfortable you know swimming with a bunch of random guys going out to dinner and just generally being around them it, it speaks a lot so thank you to him thank you all for listening thank you to all the volunteers all the race organizers the girls who were there you know on the saturday and the sunday all the competitors and uh yeah i look forward to coming back to waco at some point and uh doing another one and certainly doing a few more in the coming years so guys if you enjoyed this episode thank you so much for listening i would love it if you would share it with a family member friend someone who you think would get some value out of it like subscribe share wherever you listen follow us on socials and as always keep creating your life and all the very best